Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. And welcome, everyone. Middays with Gerard Gibbard, broadcasting live from the Oxford Convention Center for the University of Mississippi, Ole Miss School of Business Administration Banking and Finance Symposium. Rhino back in the studio. We'll be guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this Friday, y'all. This broadcast also sponsored by the Citizens Bank. We thank them so much uh, for allowing us to come up here. We had Paul's show earlier and uh, our show middays now. And we got the Sports Talk guys coming in. It is a beautiful day across the Magnolia State. Little rain and wind uh, whipped through yesterday. It wasn't too bad. Kind of tame. How's it look down there, Rhino? Ah, sun shining, although my phone just beefed at me a couple minutes ago and said light rain may be possible, and I'm going, how? The sun is out, and there's no clouds in the sky. Uh, it must have you uh, a little error in the geo-positioning. Yeah, it thinks I'm I'm somewhere else. (laughs) Exactly. I think that's what's going on. So we've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, this convention center is really, really nice. If you folks hadn't been to this part of Oxford, it uh, didn't exist when I was up here in school, but this Oxford sort of commons area, they call it, and the convention center, really, really top-notch facility. We've got uh, Ken Syrie, the dean of the School of Business Administration, uh, and also the Frank R. Day Mississippi Banker Association chair of banking. He's a professor of finance. He'll join us in the next segment, 1020. Coming up after that, we've got Mark Taylor, the COO of the Citizens Bank. And then at 11.05, Senator Nicole Aikens-Boyd represents Lafayette and Panola counties right here where we are, vice chair of the Senate University and Colleges uh, Committee. will be on the show. So uh, Robin Tannehill, mayor of the city of Oxford, Charles White, managing director of fixed income capital markets at Stiefel Financial Corp. And Marion Boyd, the president of the Oxford Citizens Bank branch, will be on as well. So you want to stick around, folks. Got a great show lined up for you today. It is Friday, getting ready for a big weekend. Uh, going to be a lot of fun. So, Rhino, you've been keeping up with this Rittenhouse trial? For the most part, I haven't watched every minute of it. But uh, I know that there are people out there who have been, and the reporting on it has been pretty atrocious. It's incredible. Uh, really, in what is it that dead gum LeBron James said? Why did he have to take a swipe at an 18 year old kid like that? Can't he worry about his own stuff? He ought to worry about China and uh, the NBA's 
rather dubious relationship with China and, and engaged in slave labor and communist tactics and uh, oppression. Why has he got to worry about this guy? It, it, just, it just doesn't matter. We've gotten to a point in this country where it's all about uh, the race of a person who has uh, uh, alleged to have committed a crime. It's, it's kind of like the jackpot when you have that situation, if it meets the woke agenda. But it don't seem like it's going too well for the prosecution. We already talked about how the judge uh, really uh, reprimanded the prosecutor for essentially violating the Constitution, is, is what he called him out for. They had witnesses that came forward and didn't really testify the way they expected, said, yeah, we went after this guy with a gun, even admitted it. So I don't think it's going very well. So both sides have rested their cases, and they will deliberate, and a verdict is expected over the weekend. Rhino, I saw where Chicago, the Chicago PD, police department, has said, all hands on deck over the weekend, expecting uh, a possible uh, not guilty verdict, which could uh, send the woke mob out into the streets to go out and do what they do, destroy property and and uh, make everything miserable. And the police department has said uh, we got to be ready for that sort of stuff. Uh, I sure hope that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, it, it seems like forever ago when we saw the streets full, of uh, protesters that weren't just peacefully protesting as uh, many on the left uh, continue to report even with a backdrop of buildings ablaze uh, we just don't need that in this country right right now it seems to have settled down for the most part across the country don't want to see the streets fill up again we got this new mayor of the city of new york you've been watching uh, him eric williams who's a pro-law enforcement guy that's not received very positively from the woke mob, in particular uh, the, the BLM activists in the city of New York. You seen that, Rhino? The guy says, if they return essentially to law enforcement, you know, locking people up, arresting people for breaking crimes, I tell you, and I'm paraphrasing here, this is the BLM, one of the BLM leaders in New York, I tell you that we're going to go after... Uh, we're warning. We're we're gonna we're gonna go out in the streets. We're gonna start burning stuff down. There will be bloodshed, riots. Those were his, his exact words. If the city brings back tougher policing, so in other words, and we've said this so many times. This is the Democrat agenda to decriminalize crime. It will be interesting to see, however, how many of the Democrats are saying Washington get on board and start parroting uh, some of the. Uh, statements made uh, by this guy, uh, Newsom, I believe is his name, which is the uh, BLM leader in the city of New York. But good news is Eric Adams, the mayor, says we're not intimidated. We're not afraid. Come on. Have at it. We're ready to uh, defend the city, keep it safe, and we're not going to let you just go out into the streets and tear the place up. So, bravo. What do you think? old de blasio would do were he still the mayor of new york you think he'd stand down like this or or do you think he would stand up i should say to blm or do you think he would stand down and just let him have it you, you got any thoughts on that rhino uh he would probably kowtow or say hey let's have a meeting and then it would all just wind up being a photo op for whoever <laughs> or whatever right. but it's it's mind-boggling that it's gotten to this point. 
agree. Yeah, Newsom, he's the BLM leader in New York. He says, there will be riots, there will be fire, and there will be bloodshed because we believe in defending our people, defending them uh, against being arrested for committing crimes and damaging property and stealing, plundering. No, 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 you got, you got it wrong. It's, it's it's parents worried about controversial curriculum. They're the domestic terrorists. Oh, that's right. I forgot. That's the folks that our DOJ have to be concerned with, not these people that empty into the streets and just go take whatever they want from law-abiding citizens, uh, abiding citizens uh, and then hurt them in the process, physically, harm them. Oh, okay, I got it. Uh, speaking of... This domestic terrorist stuff kind of reminded me the president is expected to have a meeting with his entire cabinet today. And I was just thinking about all the issues. you got Homeland Security, Mayorkas, he's dealing with the border. I mean, it's a five-alarm fire in every, in every cabinet, uh, in every agency run by uh, the cabinet members. The DHS, five-alarm fire at the border. Blinken. Uh, Secretary of State. He's got Afghanistan and Kabul. You got the laughing Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm, who laughed off the prospect of of um, having any way to sue the pain of of the price at the pump. Ha ha ha! Oh, yeah, what are you talking about? Pete Buttigieg, uh, our Transportation Secretary, who says that we have these supply chain problems because. People are just buying so much. It's such a robust Biden economy. They're they're so flush with money. They're buying stuff, and the su- supply just can't keep up with demand. And then you got uh, Health Secretary Becerra dealing with the pandemic, uh, still uh, problematic in a lot of areas of the country. But they're going to get the cabinet together. I'm, what does that cabinet meeting look like? Well, you know what they're going to talk about? Pronouns climate change, transgender rights. I just doubt they're going to truly talk about what we have uh, termed as the kitchen table issues here that most Americans are concerned about. Inflation, all sorts of damning reports coming out on that. Even Larry Summers, uh, uh, ex-Secretary of the Treasury under President Clinton and Obama economic advisor, he's even saying, you guys are behind the eight ball here. Is exactly what he said. Uh, you're you're behind. He, he's repeatedly sounded the alarm over inflation, and the Biden administration just keeps pushing big spending bills, which just contributes to uh, in, inflationary pressure. And so you got a Democrat uh, economist telling these guys, you you better wake up and do something because this is what is the most critical issue to Americans around the kitchen table. They're just tone deaf to all that stuff. We got we got to find some sound, Rhino, about uh, uh, Joe Biden in his speech yesterday uh, when he made a reference to Satchel Page, which just was a big old flop, and he and he used a term he should not have used. We're going to find some sound for you on that uh, for a segment later on in the program. Coming up next, Ken Syree, Dean of the School of Business Administration here at Ole Miss. He'll join us right after this break. Stay with us. Middays is coming at you live from the Oxford Convention Center.
COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Save the date. Callaway's Christmas open houses will be the first two Sundays in November with refreshments and door prizes every half hour. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, and much more. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Don't forget Callaway's Christmas Open Houses, first two Sundays in November. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the afternoon. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard at the Oxford Conference Center for the University of Mississippi Banking and Finance Symposium. This uh, this event, of course, sponsored by the Citizens Bank. We thank them so much for their sponsorship. Joining us now, Ken Syree, the Dean of the School of Business Administration and also the Frank R. Day and Mississippi Bankers Association Chair of Banking and a Professor of Finance. Thanks for coming on today, uh, Dean. Thank you, Gerard. I, I really appreciate you having me. It's been a, a great day already, and it will be a great day the rest of the day. So we look forward to what's going on and appreciate you guys being here. Our pleasure. All right, so tell us about uh, the event itself, uh, Dean. What, what's, uh, what are the objectives? What's the mission? Well, it is the 20th annual symposium. Uh, we would have had our 20th one last year, but we skipped it last year due to COVID. But basically what we're doing is we're bringing bankers together and banking students and others in the financial industry really for education. That's basically what we do. So we're trying to help bankers to learn more about the industry, to learn about things like current regulations and fintech and things of that nature, merger and acquisitions, uh, even interest rates or, or whatever else is going on, so that they can go out into the community and better serve their customers. Yeah. And Mississippi is very much a community banking state. So we have with us today Rebecca Romero Rainey. She's the president of the Independent Community Bankers Association of America, and that's a group that Uh, in effect, lobbies in D.C. for community banks. So she helps them set policy so that bankers can be more successful. And I think almost everyone knows, as Paul Gallo called him this morning, a hometown banker or a community banker who goes into the community and helps folks to really realize their dreams, whether it's a house or a car, starting a business, growing a business. That's really what bankers do. Yeah, sure. And so, uh, Dean, the attendees here, are they mostly from Mississippi? Do we have some from out of the state as well? Uh, they're from all over. In fact, the furthest one is from Zimbabwe. Wow. So, so that that's going to win the day, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but a lot from Texas, Alabama. Most of them are from Mississippi, Tennessee, places sure. like that, Arkansas. So it's a more of a regional thing, but we have them from all over the country, New York as well. And, you know, uh, just from a, a personal experience perspective, I, I know when you get together at events like this with your peers, there's so much value in that as well when they just talk about things that work, things that don't work, and and, and just feed off each other. That That's as much part of the educational process. Absolutely. And just to see the joy on people's faces to get back together after COVID, it, yeah. it's warmed my heart, honestly. Yeah. It's been really great to watch. And this is the first event we've done in the banking program since COVID, really, yeah. other than just very small things so it's been really really great so it's fair to describe this as an event where we get uh the university community and in this case um your school and the banking and finance department there and then those from the private sector so this is truly an example of a public private partnership when they come together in an event like this um your your team uh, in the school you're you're keeping up with what's going on in the industry you're researching you're identifying best practices and and uh, things that could help these folks they come together for that absolutely and and uh, the sponsorships that they provide really helps fund our programs and they we put the money right back into the program to support students and we do all sorts of things Uh, for example a couple of years ago we had a group of students go see warren buffett in omaha and you know, we fund our Bloomberg terminals through things like this and data for research for our professors. And a lot. it really supports our program where we can 
have graduates come out of the program who can go out and, and change Mississippi, the region, and, and uh, the world, really. Yeah. And there, uh, we should say there are a lot of great opportunities for graduates right here in the state of Mississippi Absolutely. in the banking industry. Absolutely. And, you know, I know a lot of people may not like bankers in some regards, but try getting through life without a bank. Exactly. You know, if you have to save for everything you buy, it's going to take a while. Yeah. So if you, if you need to get a car, house, you know, college education, uh, start a business, grow a business. That's what bankers do. Yeah, absolutely. And the industry has changed so much. I mean, just thinking back on my personal experience of, of being in business and relying on bankers and having great relationships with banks. Wow, has it ever changed? I would say for the better. It's way more efficient than it's ever been, if if you think about it. And and uh, banks compete on improving that experience, both for individual consumers and and business customers as well. It's all about who can deliver the best experience. Yeah, that's right. Banking is very competitive. Uh, there's no question about that. So it, it you have to be good to survive. There's really been a lot of innovation during the, the pandemic, and uh, that's been helpful. For example, if you know what you need, it's just like going into a store. If you know what you need, you can transact it quickly, probably electronically, and you don't have to waste a lot of time. And you don't have to, if you don't want to visit with anybody, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You know, like an ATM or something, getting cash or something like that. Yeah. Uh, or, in the case of a community banker, they are there alongside you to help guide you, to you know talk to you about, well, maybe you cannot afford this house. It's yeah. a little bit too much. It'll put you under financial pressure. Or maybe if you're going to grow this business in this manner, that this this might put your business in jeopardy. That's a good point. It's it's more than just where you where you deposit your money and uh, the various tools you have checks debit credit cards and so forth uh, to manage your personal finances but but these folks do serve as counselors and and to a great extent that's right and for a normal community banker the reason they're so involved and they they're going to whatever the rotary club and they're yeah. sponsoring the the kids baseball team or soccer or whatever <laughs> it might be it's so that they will know what's going on in that community so you know if if you're going to do something in in a community the banker will have a pretty good idea about if that'll be successful or not yeah so, sometimes they're wrong but you know they are very good at the local economy that's their job and so that's why community bankers are valuable so if you if you know that you want to buy a home and you're you know you've got a 820 credit score and you you're good to go you can get a loan anywhere yeah but if you're the average american you might need a little help you might want to talk to somebody that's what community bankers do yeah it's a good point uh they're great community citizens yes. is really what community banks are yes uh and that's why they're they're so well known you say their name because it's to a great extent, it's it's being that good community citizen. That's how they promote themselves. That's how they differentiate themselves. It's it's a little more difficult to differentiate on services and rates and costs. They're pretty close to a great extent. It's about relationships, that's and that's right. why they build these these uh, themselves as good community citizens. That's exactly right. So they add value, and they're able possibly able to charge a little bit more but it's so competitive yeah. that they're going to be similar and you know you can you can move down the street for you know 0.2 percent or something <laughs> like that yeah. but if you rely on your banker to provide advice and insight into the local economy it's well worth paying a little bit more to no question no question so what do you see dean as some of the headwinds that the industry is is facing right now i know i, I keep up quite a bit and talk about it on the show 
uh, stuff coming out of Washington just seems like every day they're just wanting to dump more requirements on the banking industry. What are some of the things the industry is concerned about? That is certainly a big part of it. This this bill about capturing, you know, checking account information over $10,000, yeah. if, if that were to go through, it looks like perhaps it will not now. We, we certainly hope it won't as an industry or even really across the country. Um, that uh, that would create a real burden on banks, a, a real cost problem. So they'd have to hire people to do that, and that will take away from their uh, the other parts of their business, which is you know making loans, helping people, pro- providing deposit products, and and so on. So anytime you start to add layers of, of regulation, it's a burden on the bank. Right, it, it costs lower, money. Yep, lowers their margins. It makes it harder for them to stay in business and. Uh, eventually, uh, people won't stay in business yeah. if there's no margin in it. And not to mention just the intrusion on privacy that is in question that many Americans have voiced their concerns about. In fact, many members of Congress, even on the Democrat side. But, you know, the the thing that concerns me uh, a lot about this this situation is that when you see those kinds of ideas floated, they don't die that they may die on this bill, but that means they're going to come up again in the future. And I think that the industry's got to, got to continue to educate lawmakers on what the risks and the problems are with uh, those sorts of regulations. And that's what you guys do. That's exactly right. And we do that uh, through the university. The, the Mississippi Bankers Association does that in the state. The ICBA does that in the state and nationally. And then there are a lot of organizations that help talk to folks in Washington to try to make it better for the really the end user and the industry you know I I feel like that bankers kind of got a bum rap certainly community bankers in 2008 uh, certainly in Mississippi, not many of them made subprime loans. That yeah. was largely California, and you, you might remember the countrywide commercials and Dude, all that stuff. Where are they? Yeah, yeah, they're out of business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so they got a bum rap. But but during the most recent crisis with the PPP loans and what they were able to do, that they've really kind of helped their communities. Yeah. Dean, thanks so much for coming on. It looks like a great event. Seen a lot of people I know, and and uh, we'll be talking to some more of the bankers uh, later on in the program. But appreciate you guys for hosting this. Thank you, Gerard. Yep. We'll take a break right here. Don't forget, we're at the Oxford Conference Center, the Banking Symposium, sponsored by the Citizens Bank. We'll step aside and come right back with more talk. We've got Mark Taylor, the COO of the Citizens Bank, joining us at 10.50. Stay with us. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a beautiful day. Sunny skies, high near 71. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 40 degrees. Saturday, sunny skies, high only to 56. Saturday evening, clear skies and cold, low around 36. And for your Sunday, sunny skies, high near 65. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Ream. The new degree of comfort. 
Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought a new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. Don't let joint pain or a sports injury keep you down. Capital Ortho is ready with a new look, a new name, and the same great care to get you back in the game. 601-987-8200 for all your bone and joint needs. Choose Capital Ortho and get back to living your best life. Hotty toddy. Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. Watkins Construction and Roofing, they are the premier company to count on. I know that by personal experience and customer satisfaction and a professional team with the experience of a NASCAR pit crew. Plus, state-of-the-art equipment from start to finish. It also includes the respect for your home or business with a meticulous cleanup when the job is done. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team, 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com, nomoreroofleak.com. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Millions will be flowing into the state from the infrastructure bill passed by Congress to support broadband expansion. Sally Doty, staff director for the Mississippi Public Utilities staff, said she's looked at how that portion of the legislation is broken down. There is one program that has $42 billion in it that will give $100 million to each state right off the bat. Then there is $4 billion that goes to high-cost areas, you know, that's it's hard, hard to get out there, you know, rural areas, $32 billion to unserved areas. To me, the high cost and unserved are probably the same. There's a lot of lap yeah. over there. And Columbus police say two juveniles were injured by gunfire Wednesday night. Three people were arrested and charged with aggravated assault. Chief Fred Shelton said it's believed a car with four occupants drove up to a house on Cypress Street and started shooting at people in the yard. They returned fire. The two juveniles that were injured were in the car, but neither have been charged. I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details. And don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. Gallo here. Look, we all know this. Increasing your ACT score could save you thousands of dollars in college tuition. The Jumpstart Test Prep Online Review has helped thousands of students improve their scores, and they can help you, too. JumpstartTestPrep.com reviews all the must-know contents and provides the tips, the strategies, and timed practices you need. Purchase the entire review or just the subjects you need the most help with at JumpstartTestPrep.com. Use promo code JUMP, J-U-M-P, at the checkout to save 30% on your purchase. Jumpstart Test Prep. 
Walmart.com. Most people think there are just seven wonders of the modern world. But if you wake up with Super Talk, you know there are eight. The amount of information and entertainment Paul Gallo fits into one three-hour show is simply astounding. astounding. Amazing it is. News, weather, sports, and interviews with the movers, shakers, and playmakers. Experience the wonder of Gallo. Every morning on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome, welcome to our shop on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard coming at you live from the Oxford Conference Center, Oxford, Mississippi. This is the Ole Miss Banking Symposium. And it's sponsored by the Citizens Bank. We're so glad you joined us on this. Friday, y'all. Yes, it is. And looking forward to a nice weather weekend, lots of sports, lots of football going on. It should be a lot of fun. So, yeah, LeBron James, he takes a shot at uh, young Rittenhouse. It just seems so inappropriate to me, but... He essentially accused him of what? Eating some of these lemon stuff? <laughs> I don't, what is it, Rhino? Some sort of lemon um, drops or lemon Yeah, food. sour candy. Okay. That, uh, he, he claims he, he uh, ingested some of those, which caused him to cry. He says, man, knock it off. That boy ate some lemon heads before walking into court. Uh, that just seems so out of line to me again. Um, he said <laughs> he got blasted, uh, in the Twitter universe after mocking uh, Rittenhouse. It blasted, uh, LeBron be- with a photo that shows him, uh, grimacing and, and apparently tearing up after he got a cramp. And they say, you cried because you got a cramp. So why even go there, man? It's just it's just incredible. And of course, he's a great defender of China and China's tyranny and doesn't seem to ever speak out about that. But when it comes to uh, an American citizen that's tied up in a, in a very uh, controversial and contentious situation, he just... Has no problem attacking him. So we'll see what happens uh, with the verdict coming up. So yesterday we were, uh, we were, we witnessed, I should say, Joe Biden speaking. And it's just amazing that he makes a reference. He spoke on Veterans Day, of course. He was at the Arlington National Cemetery, as he should be, as every president should be, recognizing Americans, veterans. But he makes a, a reference to the great Satchel Page, and nobody can figure out why he even made this reference. I'm not sure if he went off the script here. It's hard to believe that his speechwriters would have included this, but take a listen. I know you're a little younger than I am, but, uh, you know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time pitcher in the Negro Leagues went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Page. And Satchel Page... 
What in the world is he talking about? What? Why does that even come up? And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that a term that Obama banned when he was president? Banned within uh, the federal government? Uh, banned its use in the federal government? The term Negro? I'm pretty sure it was. I just, I don't get it. What's up with this guy? And he tried to cut a joke that absolutely flopped as well. Nobody understood it. Nobody laughed. It's, it just seems like his mind is wandering and not focused on what it should be at a Veterans Day event where he's supposed to stand as the commander-in-chief and and con- convey an image of strength and, and reverence, but most of all, gratitude to the veterans. Where did this come from? Did, this is just mind-blowing to me. Uh, Timmy McGee says on the ceasefire text line, says LeBron has as much pull as a piece of 20-year-old bailing wine. <laughs> bailing twine, excuse me. Uh, it's just unbelo- unbelievable. Randy and Starkville says, let's go LeBron James. <laughs> oh, gosh. Joe from Summerall, Lemonheads would give you the sour face. Yeah, I agree. Actually, that's more what the face uh, looks like on LeBron uh, to me. So, anyhow, hmm. so it's okay for the Gallo Show to mock the president and always talk about his health. I hear you guys call people stupid all the time on the ceasefire tax line. What's that all about there, uh, Rhino? Any idea? Haven't the foggiest, but they uh, must have had somebody whizzing their Cheerios this Friday. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think I've called anybody stupid here. Uh, you know, and certainly, I'm, if you if you want to say that the clip we just played of the president, which is public record, playing that clip is mocking him. It's the truth. It's factual. It's just a a uh, a replay of something that occurred for real. That's hardly mocking. I'm questioning, not mocking. Questioning. Why he would even bring up and make such statements. They have absolutely no relationship that I can tell to the day and the purpose of the day. So I'm not going to apologize for that whatsoever. And that's really an an inaccurate assessment of what we did. Uh, Let's see. The left is just mad that the right isn't triggered by the crying Kyle memes. We're too busy laughing at the Binger memes. That's Thomas and Greenwood. Uh, Tim and Corinth, LeBron got that crybaby bubblegum face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The truth hurts the left good one, Rhino. Well, it seems like it. Uh, Rittenhouse, if he's not found guilty, uh, is not found guilty, riots will erupt across the country. Biden, Biden blames the Republicans and, and guns for it. That's, that's from Moe's on the ceasefire tax line. That's probably uh, probably accurate. And uh, I, I think it's to be expected. I think it's the reason the Chicago Police Department has called for all hands to be on deck and canceled days off over the next couple of days, expecting the verdict to come down. So, I think we'll I figured out all... the problem on the ceasefire text line because their response was, listen at Gallo yesterday's show. Uh, I, I maybe maybe the time change has messed you up or something, but what you're listening to right now is called Middays with Gerard Gibbert, not Gallo. 
take it up with Gallo if you got a problem with something he said. Exactly. I'm not sure I understand it. I didn't hear it. I don't know about the mocking. We, you know, it's just it's his opinion. It's opinion show on this show. I try not to mock people. Why do you dislike older people? Why you don't like change? Why Mississippi try so hard to stay last long? What's that all about? This is on the ceasefire text line. What is he saying there, Rhino? What's what's up with people today, man? Uh, well, obviously you dislike older people because you're for getting rid of the income tax. Oh, okay. That's, that's the only okay. thing I can think of. I see. I, I am an older person. Maybe that's not clear, but I am an older person, um, so not sure where that where that came from. It, uh, golly, <laughs> no, I I'm for all people. I'm for the state of Mississippi, and I'm for the best policy that moves the state of Mississippi forward. I happen to think that's one of them. I'm I'm certainly happy to talk about uh, those policies at a detailed level with anybody. I'm I'm happy to engage in that conversation. So, in all fairness, we mock Trump, too. Who in public office is too sacred? That's Thomas in Greenwood. You're a public figure. That kind of comes with a territory. You have to be. You have to expect that uh, you're going to get all, all sorts of mockery and condemnation. And, and, uh, and fun. we just like to have fun as much as anything. Uh, we get serious, but we also like to mix in a little fun. I just happen to think that comment, and I'm not the only one, the, the whole country is reacting to, to this um, that crazy little commentary right in the middle of Joe Biden's Veterans Day speech. It just made no sense, and it, and it was inappropriate, I think, and I believe against uh, policy, against White House and, and federal government policy. I'm, we have to look that up, right now, but I'm pretty sure Obama, as I recall, actually did issue some some sort of order that ban use of that word. It's oh, it wasn't, just made no it sense. It didn't come from him. It was a House bill. It was House Resolution four two three eight. Okay. And it was pa- it was signed by Obama, but it passed okay, with three hundred and eighty votes. And what it did, <laughs> it changed language in in federal paperwork, and it it got rid of uh, Puerto Rican, American Indian, Eskimo, Oriental, Alouette, Negro. There, there are several words that it got rid of, and it changed the language to Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, African American, Hispanic, okay. Puerto Rican, Native American, Alaskan Native, that kind of thing. Oh, geez. Well, does it not then sound like that the president violated that rule? Mm, I think, I think so. the rule only applies to bills and laws and stuff, but yeah, it's certainly a, not a good look for the leader of the free world. And uh, if the last guy in charge had used that word, can you only imagine the fallout? To- totally true. Uh, there we, let's, let's face it, BLM would have the the entire uh, the entire gambit of their organization in the streets protesting. I'm thinking they're saying you were mocking the president's well-known stutter. Did I say anything about that, Rhino? The stutter? No. I don't think I ever have, as a matter of fact. I've I never think that's used that. as an excuse by the left when he can't get his thoughts out. Uh, absolutely. They just say, right, that it's a, it's a, a, an affliction. Yeah, I've never said anything about that. I'm, I'm just critical of his, of his image and his policies. 
not going to apologize. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back. We're at the Oxford Conference Center, the banking symposium sponsored by the Citizens Bank. Last year was a very tough year for the restaurant business, but our family of restaurants want to say to you, thank you. From Salmon Lucas Jackson, thank you. Thank you for always coming back. Thank you from all of us at Bravo. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. From Broad Street Bakery, we thank you. Thank you for your support. Another way we can say thank you is our annual gift card sale. Buy three, get one free, and 10% we give to charity. You can buy them at the restaurants or online, 3in1giftcard.com. I'm Lauren McGraw with GuideGo. I'm here to help you with your special events like picnics, reunions, or weddings. We have many options of luxury restroom trailers. No event too big or too small. When you gotta go, please call GuideGo, 601-879-3969. Nicely done, Beef. When football fans everywhere cheer for their team, they're cheering for you too. Because your savory snacks fuel the gridiron battle. With your tasty sliders, hearty chilies, and drool-worthy steaks, every option is an MVP. Most valuable protein. So gather around the TV and get cooking at beefitswhatsfordinner.com. Funded by Beef Farmers and Ranchers. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Upgrade your career today at Ag Up Equipment, your hometown John Deere dealer. Our service techs don't just fix tractors. They're passionate about solving problems for our customers. From yard of the month to farm of the year, we keep our customers running so they can harvest their land's potential. Don't just settle for a job. Come to Up and start a career. Great benefits, family atmosphere, and values. Visit our 16 hometown locations or agup.com to view and apply for job opportunities to move up close to you. This is the opening agri-market report. At the open of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was up 28 to 115.69. May cotton was up 38 to 114.19. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, January soybeans were up six and a half to 12.28 per bushel. March soybeans were up six and three quarters to 12.40 per bushel. December corn was up three and a quarter to 5.72 and three quarters per bushel. March corn was up two and a half to 5.80 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle was up seven cents to one thirty six forty seven. April live cattle was up twenty to one forty forty five. January feeders down thirty seven to one fifty eight seventy. March feeders down thirty five to one sixty ten. At the open, the Dow Jones is up thirty three points, thirty five thousand nine fifty five. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. How old is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Next year, we'll be celebrating our 100th anniversary. Since 1922, our purpose has been to provide a unified voice for Mississippi farmers in the legislative arena and serve as a leader in the state's agricultural community. After a century, we remain as committed as we were day one. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. I'm Mike McCormick, President of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. It's harvest time for our farmers all across Mississippi, and that means you might come face-to-face with slow-moving equipment like tractors, combines, and cotton pickers on our rural roads and bridges. So for the safety of you and our farmers, please slow down, be patient, 
Don't text and drive and give our farmers the space they need. Just like you, Mississippi farmers want to do their job and return safely to their loved ones. Thank you from your friends at the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federal. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Middays, Gerard, coming at you live from the Oxford Conference Center, Oxford, Mississippi. We're at the Banking Symposium, the University of Mississippi Banking Symposium, sponsored by the Citizens Bank. And joining us now, Mark Taylor, the Chief Operating Officer of the Citizens Bank. Mark, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Gerard. Looks like a a great event here today. Uh, Just seeing a huge crowd uh, funnel in. Standing room only in there. That is is awesome. So we're just talking to the dean uh, earlier on the program. I've always felt that at these sorts of business conferences when you're with your peers and, and, and sometimes your colleagues, often the greatest takeaway besides the presentations and, and the speakers and the content that's delivered is just being around other people in your industry. Absolutely. You get to talk to people and find out how they're handling issues in the industry, especially regulatory issues and things like that. So it's good to get to, to sit down and talk with your colleagues, and, and it, it definitely helps when you're handling issues like that. Absolutely. All right, so tell us about the bank. How long have you been the COO? Well, I have been the COO since uh, 2011. Wow. So about 10 years. Okay. You've got a number of branches across the state of Mississippi uh, based in Philadelphia, right? Yes, we're we're headquartered out of Philadelphia. We have 27 branches across the state. We're as far north as Oxford and as far south as Pascagoula. Wow. So so, uh, are the plans to continue to build out branches across the state? As opportunities arrive, we evaluate them. And, and yes, absolutely, we're looking for opportunities to grow in size and and enter new markets. So the the community banks uh, are so important. Uh, for our economy, right. for our communities. I was just talking to the dean about that. You guys are really a good corporate community citizen, and, and we thank you for that. But uh, you do it because uh, the community is what makes you go. Absolutely. It's what makes you successful. Absolutely. And if you can partner with people in your community, and, and uh, it's a symbiotic relationship, I guess you yeah. could say. Yeah. Banking is arguably the most regulated industry in the entire country. Unfortunately. Uh, it costs a lot of money to comply with all those regulations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, we're consist- constantly adding staff. Uh to deal with issues and, um, you know, every time you have an internal audit, an external audit, or a regulatory review, there are things that come up and, and recommendations made that you have to alter or amend or increase your practices, and it, it's it's a real headache and a yeah. real challenge. Well, Dodd-Frank uh, passed under uh, the Obama administration. 
almost put community banks out of business. I mean, that's just a fact, right. is it not? That's right. It caused a lot of the mergers uh, and acquisitions that occurred after that. So. Yeah, couldn't survive that's right. without scale. That's right. Um, a fair amount of that has been relaxed since then. Right. Is that fair to say? I would say so, yeah. And that's that's benefited the banking community. So I think what a lot of consumers, and, and you've got obviously business, commercial customers, you've got consumer customers, they probably don't truly appreciate the fact that all of those regulations which cost the industry money and individual banks money somehow you got to cover that in your cost model as well that's exactly right and uh you know along those same lines right now interest rates are extremely low sure there's so much money in the economy uh and customers don't understand that you know why you can't pay up on their deposits yeah so so you have to have to make those expense cuts somewhere or another. You either have to charge more or pay less. Yeah. So. Yeah. So and so that's a squeeze on the margins, right. and squeeze on the margins means you got to figure out other things. So and and I think that's a good segue. You guys in the banking industry and community banks in particular, you're looking at diversifying your services portfolio. Absolutely. I mean, you, you've got to the, the traditional demand deposits and and loan business, uh, or your bread and butter, as right. they say. But you're looking for other ways to, to complement those, aren't you? Yeah, not? there are all, you know, there are lots of services that big banks can offer that smaller banks can't. But yeah. we, we think that we're just as competitive as many of the bigger banks. Sure. Um, the, all the ancillary services that, that you can provide uh, obviously add to the bottom line, uh, some more than others. Uh, but we have lots of products out there that aren't necessarily service products. But uh, that that tie a relationship together. Sure, uh, we've come up with several innovative things over the last several years. Um, one in particular is our school stash product. It's hmm. a branded debit card where we partner with local school systems. They give us their logo and colors, and uh, we market it to our customers. Mm-hmm. And when the customers use those debit cards in um, in in the transactional situations, we give the schools back five cents for each transaction. So it's been a very successful. Um, wow, that's for good. Us. Yeah. So, what about the future? What what are the some of the opportunities you see? What are some of the headwinds? And and uh, as I know, there's a lot going on right now. And of course, there's a lot of uncertainty as we just talked about coming out of Washington. We got about a minute left. Are there things you're looking at right now? Uh, I'm trying to pinpoint anything. I mean, we, we're hoping. Uh, obviously, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but for less regulation. Yeah. yeah. But We're hoping for that, too, and, <laughs> and uh, we're going to continue to push for that. Mark, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Middays, we'll take a break right here with the Oxford Conference Center for the Banking Symposium, sponsored by the Citizens Bank. We'll come right back. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu. President Biden has a cabinet meeting this afternoon. One challenge facing the Democratic Party the spike in inflation. Republicans are trying to make rising inflation and rising costs a winning issue for them in the midterm. So they are using that issue to target vulnerable Democrats up for re-election in 2022. An op-ed in the Washington Post is warning Democrats about taking inflation lightly and not talking about the rising cost of everything from gas to groceries. Fox's Hillary Vaughn.
one. A Long Island, New York man's been arrested, police say, for phoning in a death threat against Republican Congressman Andrew Garbarino, who, along with a dozen of his GOP House colleagues, supported the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. Police say the 64-year-old suspect apparently didn't agree with a recent vote. America's listening to Fox News. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The COVID-19 state of emergency has been renewed many times in Mississippi, but Governor Tate Reeves announced yesterday that since infections and hospitalizations are being effectively managed, he's going to allow it to expire November 20th. And there's a few things you should know if you're playing the lottery. When it comes to the Mega Millions, Powerball, and Match 5, Lottery President Jeff Hewitt says the numbers on your ticket don't have to be in the same order as they are pulled. They get pulled randomly, and I, and they go. we put them in order because it's just easier to, to read them. Yeah. That isn't the case with Cash 3. With Cash 3, you can win up to $500 in different ways. And the more you spend on your ticket, the more options you have. Cash 4 will come out in January, and you'll be able to win up to $5,000 on that one. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property, and more importantly, you. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. Federal disaster assistance is not just for homeowners. Renters who live in Amit, Hancock, Harrison, Jackson, Pearl River, Pike, Walthall, and Wilkinson counties and were impacted by Hurricane Ida may apply for FEMA disaster assistance. For more details, visit supertalk.fm. And who's the best college football player in Mississippi? 
The Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and Museum has released the Ceasefire Connerly Trophy watch list. Supertalk Sports Director Dixon Williams tells us who they are. The list includes Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral, Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers, Jackson State quarterback Shadur Sanders, Southern Miss running back Frank Gore Jr., and Alcorn State quarterback Felix Harper also made the cut. There's also Delta State running back Deion Dampier, Mississippi College running back Cole Fagan, Mississippi Valley State running back Caleb Johnson, Bellhaven running back Brad Foley, and Millsaps quarterback Caleb Thompson. The awards program is Tuesday, November 30th at the Country Club in Jackson. I'm Andy Davis. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business, win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit slash business. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard coming at you live from the Oxford Conference Center at the University of Mississippi Banking and Finance uh, Symposium. Great day. Uh, great event sponsored by the Citizens Bank. Joining us now, Senator Nicole Akins-Boyd represents District 9. That's Lafayette and Panola counties. Always good to have you on the show there, Senator. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. We're glad to have you in Oxford on this great weekend. Isn't it fantastic? It's beautiful up here. This is a great facility. It's a, it's a great area. This did not exist when I was in school up here. But I think this is uh, an illustration of uh, just how attractive Oxford has been to residents to move in, make their homes here, businesses to set up shops. Great place. We've had the largest increase of um, percentage-wise of growth in the state over this last wow. census. Wow. Um, and so we are delighted to have um, new members coming in daily to our community. I think it's a reflection of what people have worked a lot a long time in Oxford to maintain, but it's also caused some challenges. Yeah. Um, one of those challenges, kind of the infrastructure, and basically the city of Oxford has about 25,000 taxpayers, and on a daily basis we have about fifty to 60,000 that are coming into the city of Oxford. Okay. So one of the really, um, one of the 
most pressing issues is we have Highway 7, um, which flows into the city of Oxford from the south. And um, that highway has was scheduled um, since, I believe, 1994 to get four-laned. Mm-hmm. And so we haven't been four-laned yet. And so there's about 6.5 miles there um, that need to be four-laned. Um, on a two-lane highway, the traffic counts are up to 16,000 a day wow. traveling through at different points on that highway. It's an extremely dangerous highway. Unfortunately, within the last month, we've had three people pass away just within a 24-hour period. And so statistics show that it is one of the most dangerous highways and the most heavily trafficked two-lane highways in the state of Mississippi. So we had the lieutenant governor up here um, last week. Um, looking at the various different points of that. And so we're hopeful um, with an influx of a little bit more money from um, some of the programs federally that we can now get that four-laned. And most of the um, properties have been bought um, that have to yep. have to have that four lane. So it's been in the process for a while, but it kept getting just pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So it's something that's incredibly important for, to the city of Oxford and not just to the city of Oxford, to our residents and Bruce and Water Valley and Calhoun City that come in and work in Oxford daily. Um, this is really important. Well, there's lots of money that is, is uh, coming the state's way uh, for this purpose. The, the issue, though, as you well know, Senator, is the red tape you got to go through to get these deals done. So you may get money, uh, and even in this giant infrastructure bill that the president scheduled to sign today, and there's money allocated for that purpose, but then uh, the bureaucracy that must be uh, traversed and navigated could take years before you get a shovel in the ground. We are, and we're pushing, um, and I believe with our new commissioner, um, I'm extremely impressed with the job that Brad White is doing as yep. new um, transportation with the head of um, DOTD. D- yeah, mm-hmm. um, we're. I believe you're going to see some of that bureaucracy kind of busted up a little bit, so. and um, and we know exactly what you're talking about. We had projects we were very fortunate to get funded um, two years ago, and those agreements are kind of just getting done now and in that process. So um, we, I know exactly what you're talking about, and the legislature is pushing to break up that bureaucracy. I can tell you, well, because it exists at the state and the federal exactly. level as well uh, as you as you well know. So all right, about this uh, symposium. This yes. year, this is this is quite a big deal. Like twenty first year, I think maybe skipped last year, twentieth year. Uh, but we are well represented here by all these banking executives and and folks that work in the banking industry. But of course, the school of banking or the business administration, school of business administration, with the uh, banking and finance uh, curriculum there is is world class here Absolutely. at the university. And we want to see our graduates stay in the state of Mississippi and, and take up their banking careers here. Absolutely. And the brain drain is something that we focus on um, quite a bit. Um, and making sure uh, you just had somebody own that was from a community bank. Yep. And the community banks are the backbone of the banking industry in the state of Mississippi. And um, I serve on a local community bank yeah, board. Yeah, tell us about that. Um, I'm in a local community bank board, and um, I've been on there for a number of years. And what your community banks do, is differently than your regional banks is they give a lot of they work with small businesses and they don't just give them loans they actually help them and help them make sure their business is running correctly 30 percent of all the small business loans written in this country are written from community banks Hmm. 
So, I mean, truly, they're providing that backbone mm-hmm. of that. In the state of Mississippi, we have 70 community banks that are headquartered in the state of Mississippi. Wow. So... Our, what really helps our entire banking industry is these community banks. And, um, you know, another thing, too, is 70% of all agricultural loans, which we know that is an economic driver. 39% of our state yes. GDP. So we have to make sure these community banks are strong. But there's something going on in Congress and from an appointee that I'm extremely worried about the future of our community banks. Uh, President Biden has um, appointed um, or Nom- nominated. nominated. <laughs> Hope it doesn't turn into an appointment. Uh, um, An individual named Sal Amarova um, for a position. And what she has um, put out before in her papers and everything is she basically wants to federalize or um, the um, community banks. With, all banking. Yes, all banking, particularly yeah. though these community yeah. banks. Yeah. She wants to make them almost an arm of the government. Yeah. Um, that would be devastating to the state of Mississippi. Not nationally it would be, but it particularly mm. would be devastating to the state of Mississippi who has such an involvement with their community bankers. And it's something that we all need to pay attention to what's going on right now. I mean, this is an individual um, who who at a conference in February said that of that we needed all the oil, coal, and gas companies to go bankrupt if we wanted to tackle yeah, climate we, change. We played the sound a couple of days ago. Just yeah. we hope they go bankrupt. I think is what she said because that's needed for climate change. Well, I got to share this with you and our audience. So the, the White House came out yesterday. They're starting to get some backlash on this totally radical nominee. And uh, they made a statement, said Saul Omarova is eminently qualified and was nominated for this role because of her lifetime of work on financial regulation, including in the private sector and government. And as a leading academic in the field, the White House continues to strongly support her historic nomination. So how do we get to a point where where uh, our president is nominating a, a self-avowed communist to, to that essentially wants to kill the industry she would be charged with regulating. I think somebody's asleep at the wheel. <laughs> I mean, there's no question about this because, I mean, this is not based on the ideology that we have as Americans and on capitalism, a, capitalism, free enterprise system. Sure. Um, the radical changes that she has um, published in prior um, statements um, is absolutely frightening. And, I agree. Um, and for and it's not. You know, people don't really realize how this affects you in your daily lives. Um, when you realize the percentage of small businesses that we have in this state that are the backbone of the economy in this state, the number of agricultural things that we have in this state, right? And what those, what this would do to our basic um, industries within the state of Mississippi and our communities. Um, many people have their home loans, their car loans, right. all of that with their community banks. Um, this could be absolutely devastating. And she wants economy. the federal government to essentially allocate capital in this country. Absolutely. That's, that's what, what that's really doing. the end goal is the federal government picks the winners and losers, if you will, Absol- that everybody opposes. Absolutely. And so people need to be paying attention Agreed. to these, what's going on in Congress right now. Um, I fortunately believe that every Republican will be voting against her nomination. And I'm hoping some of the moderate Democrats Certainly. will be moving towards that because um, this is somebody that, and we need to send a message to Biden. Totally agree. 
That All right, let's turn to state politics yeah. for a second. We got a couple of minutes left. Yeah, uh, we got the session coming up. We it's think? hard to believe, right around the corner. We got lots of money. I saw the lieutenant governor a couple of days ago. I said, "I'm afraid you guys are going to be so consumed with figuring out how to allocate money, we're not going to take care of a lot of the other business we normally do." We got all this money coming down. This is crazy. We do. We had our elbow um, meeting this week, um, where um, where we went through um, a number of items and went into executive session to look at a number of issues. Um, we'll be coming back in December with final recommendations okay. on that. Um, but just kind of a little bit, we're up one billion from last year. Surplus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the state's doing great. And so we're doing great on that. October alone, I think we had 55.9 yep. overestimate. Those are all great. But I do think I want to kind of echo when we're looking at these additional funds from the American Rescue Plan and that is um, – this is a lot of money. $1.8 billion there. Exactly. 4.6 on the next But one. this is money that our children exactly. and our grandchildren are going to be paying back. So we're going to have to make sure that this is generational spending. Yeah, I that, totally agree. Yeah. Well, we're so. going to be tracking it, and I uh, appreciate you all, all you do. Senator, uh, you represent uh, your constituents very well, thank and you. we thank you for that. We're going to take a break right here on Middays. Uh, we're at the Oxford Conference Center, the Banking Symposium, sponsored by the Citizens Bank. When we return, Rebecca Romero-Rainey joins us. Stay with us. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. 
Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought a new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. With Gerard is back on the air. We're coming at you live from the Oxford Conference Center, Oxford, Mississippi, for the University of Mississippi Banking and Finance Symposium. Joining us now, we've got uh, Rebecca Romero Rainey. She's the president and CEO of the Independent Community Bankers of America. And also joining us, Ken Syrie, the dean of the School of Business here at Ole Miss. Uh, welcome uh, back to the show, Ken, and, and welcome uh, uh, as well. So, Rebecca, uh, is this the first time you've been to this event? It is. Yes, it's exciting. It's my first trip to Oxford, too. First trip to mm-hmm. Oxford. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, did, and you were speaking. Did yes, you speak already? I just finished, yes. What's the topic? topic is the bright, optimistic future for community banking. I love it. I love it. And so what's the message there? The message is the incredible role that community banks play and have played for, for generations. Really, when you think about the community banking industry, it's a legacy of service to community. Obviously, a few headwinds facing the industry as we think about consolidation, the fact that everybody wants to be a bank these days, <laughs> and um, how, how we move forward, how we navigate through these uh, challenging times. Yeah. So, uh, Dean, how do you guys at the school work with uh, uh, Rebecca's organization? Well, actually, uh, I go to Washington D.C. almost every year, and, and we connect with our, our legislation, our legislators, uh, both our folks from Mississippi and others that uh, impact the banking industry. So, Rebecca and the ABA and others help us shape some of the issues that we can talk to that group about. Uh, for example, the current uh, legislation that's going through on the $10,000 checking. Yeah. Uh, and you made yeah. some statements uh, fairly strongly against that uh, provision, I believe. Yes. I mean, we really came out from early on um, leading an effort that has engaged and, and led to hundreds of thousands of individuals making their voice heard with their members of Congress against this proposal. Seems like they've backed off on it. The latest draft of the budget reconciliation bill, the Build Back Better plan, as the president has termed it, 
uh, does not include such provisions. But you know what I'm always concerned about in politics? That doesn't mean it's totally dead, as you know. Uh, it comes exactly. back again. If they're thinking about this, they're going to keep thinking about it. Right. Uh, and until this, this deal is done, it's not done. And, yeah. and literally, it's two lines of legislation that would give the IRS this authority, oh which could be added at any point in the dark of night, um, and and it would be done. So we are we're keeping the heat on. We're doing a lot to educate and, and make folks realize why this is such a bad idea. Has the organization taking, uh, taken a position on the nominee for the controller? You guys have some official position on that? Yes, we have noted significant concern with with the nominee who uh, essentially wants to end the banking system as we know it. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would essentially end your industry completely. She's made that. She's made no bones about it. That's Correct. what her intention is. That's her personal beliefs are. Her philosophy is is that government should essentially take over the entire banking industry and should be the allocator of capital. Right. And, and it's just so contrary, especially as I, you know, as a former community banker myself, you look at the concept of capital and the ability of, of banks to gather and aggregate local capital and deploy that back in the form of loans. That is the purest, most efficient form of economic development possible. No question Why would we look to disrupt that? I guess the question I would ask is, what do they think is wrong with it? What, I mean, what are their concerns such that they believe, well, it's not working, because assuming that this move, which is transformational, as they like to say, it's not only transformational, it really kills one thing and, and uh, gives rise to another. What's the deal? What, what is the, what's the problem? What is there a problem here? It's it's a really good question, and I, I you know a lot of my job is trying to get into the minds yeah. of some some of these folks so I can figure out how to best uh, structure our arguments. But sure. so much of this is driven by um, an, a need or a desire to solve for the underbanked or underserved. Um, aspects yeah. and and again you know <laughs> this drives me crazy because why would we restrict access for capital to capital from those that are banked in order to solve for what is a problem but if, uh, in relative proportions we're creating a complete disbalance my concern of course uh, rebecca is that we get to a point where financial decisions decisions on loans for example mm-hmm. are, are not made based on traditional best practices of uh, is this just a good business decision mm-hmm. I'll just kind of describe it as that uh, where uh, the the um, recipient uh, in this case the the debtor can can take on that debt mm-hmm. and pay it back which right. is what's got to happen because if they can't then the whole thing falls apart and if you start pitching all the standards associated with determining the quality mm-hmm. of a loan, we all get hurt on that. We all do. And and that's, you know, again, the, the heart of, you know, this concept of risk management sure. within banking is, is the ability to make those decisions. And, and you put into that process ability to understand the local markets, that individual, the the, the quality of the business plan, all things that, that, that a computer program yeah. or, you know, a, a guidance coming out of D.C. cannot Can't evaluate. And, and in doing so... Those that are on the border, on the line, that need the most help are those that would be 
thrown out of the system, and and that cannot be the answer. That is, that is so true. And, and when you think about taking uh, local community banks out of that equation mm-hmm. and replacing that, backfilling that essentially with bureaucrats out of Washington, which is what uh, the nominee uh, wants to do, that's scary. It is. It's horrifying. It's really scary. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that, that comes up, and uh, I'll direct this to you, Dean, it's this faith, confidence, and certainty that I like to I like to harp on. That's what drives investment and expansion and hiring. Right now, we have an environment where we don't know what's going to happen, and so this is uncertainty and, and lack of understanding and lack of clarity on the future. How in the world do these banks operate? I know what it's like running a business under that environment. Banks are the same deal. It is very difficult. And, and to Rebecca's point, you know, we've seen the movie before in 2008 when you make loans to people who cannot pay them back. Yes, yes. No one is better off under that scenario. It's a very difficult thing to have happen. So bankers are no different than other business people. They don't want to wade into a market if they don't think they can get paid back. And so what happens is with the uncertainty, investment drops. Or if you do invest, the price goes up, yeah. the interest rate goes up, and that puts a cap or limits investments. So yep. it, it really creates economic problems. And uh, for some reason, the administration seems to think the laws of economics have been suspended. You know, we get a $3.5 trillion spending bill that costs nothing, supposedly. And, yeah, exactly. And, and we get, uh, we're awash in money, but yet it's not supposed to cause inflation. <laughs> and it's transitory, whatever that means. But. It creates a lot of problems for bankers, and if bankers aren't doing well in loaning money in the communities, the communities aren't going to do No well. question about it. Exactly. Rebecca, there's a misconception, I think, by those who want to, to uh, promulgate even more regulations and more demands of the banking industry. There's a misconception that banks and financial institutions are just awash in discriminatory practices, Mm -hmm. that they make these decisions not on the basis of the quality of the opportunity and and the typical underwriting practices which have have guided those decisions for years. There's nothing new about that. Is that happening in the community banks? No. You know, the way I like to address this is, again, as a community banker myself, if if I or anybody on our team was discriminating against somebody, we would have been put out of business long ago because the community would not stand for that. You would not continue to grow your business. You know, we're we're participants in the community. We're, We're... at the schools, we're in the Chamber of Commerce, we're in the Optimist Club. I mean, our our intent, the reason our banks were founded in many cases, were to serve everyone in the community. That is how we are successful. Yeah, and, you know, it's my experience in working with community banks. Their staffs are diverse, and they're not diverse because there was there was some sort of uh, goal or some sort of quota that they, that they adhered to to make that happen. They did it because... They they were just the best people to work in those exactly. jobs, and it worked out that way, which is the way it should be. And so it's kind of hard to say that they would then be engaged in discriminatory practice. Exactly. I mean, it's we do the right thing because it's the right thing it's to the do. the right thing to do, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it just feels like that that's always at the core of all these decisions that come out of mm-hmm. Washington. It's it's a way to, to kind of impact outcomes based on that. I like to say it's based on what you are instead of who you are. And in the case of a bank that's that's uh, uh, considering loaning money to a prospect, 
they're really concerned about the uh, the quality of the the project or the proposal or what the money is going to be loaned for. Mm-hmm. That's what they focus on. That's how they underwrite it. Exactly. And they request financial inputs to that uh, degree, and they make decisions. Mm-hmm. And, and, and those decisions, again, are in the best interest with a long-term vision. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So... Uh, I just I hope that uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that that it was a message of optimism because I share uh, that same degree of optimism. But we want to keep that going. Yes. And uh, we just got to get through this kind of shaky period. I think we will. We'll come out better. Active engagement and speaking up is what it's all about. I, I totally agree. We'll be right back. We co- we got more on middays. We're coming at you from the Oxford uh, Conference Center, the Banking Symposium, sponsored by Citizens Bank. Oh, you got a- From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a beautiful day. Sunny skies, high near 71. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 40 degrees. Saturday, sunny skies, high only to 56. Saturday evening, clear skies and cold, low around 36. And for your Sunday, sunny skies, high near 65. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippians. Hi. I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. Got a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. 
I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The COVID-19 state of emergency has been renewed many times in Mississippi, but Governor Tate Reeves announced yesterday that since infections and hospitalizations are being effectively managed, he's going to allow it to expire November 20th. And there's a few things you should know if you're playing the lottery. When it comes to the Mega Millions, Powerball, and Match 5, Lottery President Jeff Hewitt says the numbers on your ticket don't have to be in the same order as they are pulled. They get pulled randomly, and I, and they go. we put them in order because it's just easier to, to, to read them. Yeah. That isn't the case with Cash 3. With Cash 3, you can win up to $500 in different ways. And the more you spend on your ticket, the more options you have. Cash 4 will come out in January, and you'll be able to win up to $5,000 on that one. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. As you give thanks this holiday season, remember those whose hard work helped make your gathering possible. From the roof over your head to the food on your table like the turkey, sweet potato casserole, cream corn, and delicious pecan pie. Our Mississippi farmers deserve a collective thank you. May God bless our farmers across the state with a bountiful harvest and your family this holiday season. This message is brought to you by the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation and Farm Families of Mississippi. Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, the Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, the Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hey, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbons on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone middays with gerard coming at you live from the oxford conference center for the university of mississippi banking symposium sponsored by the citizens bank it's been a great day really appreciate rebecca romero rainey the president and ceo of the independent community bankers of america uh coming on the program and sharing some insight that uh from her perspective that what the community banking industry is dealing with right now of course the dean always very insightful as well the dean of the school of business here at Ole Miss so uh I just made a statement earlier about the banking industry arguably is what I said being the most regulated I still do believe that I had had a couple of texts to come in on the ceasefire text line from Ken he says trucks are at least as regulated as banks every day I, I think that the distinction there is there's this gigantic agency 
that is part of the executive branch that is char- the comptroller of the currency that is charged with regulating the banking industry and uh, the rules that come out of that group are mind-boggling in size and scope. And the other thing is their auditors and their staff are constantly out and about conducting really um, intensive audits of these organizations. And that, that's really why I'm suggesting that they're likely the most, uh, arguably the most regulated. And, of course, anytime and, and someone else texted and also said nursing homes, I agree, look, too much... Uh, onerous, draconian, and unnecessary regulation. We certainly don't support, regardless of the industry. Healthcare is one of those as as well. No question about that. Uh, folks' health and folks' money. That's where you're usually going to find the most uh, regulation. So, I think that's the the key. And 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 by the way, while we're facing these inflationary uh, environment, that the inflationary environment that we are in the supply chain shortages. The policies that we should be advancing are those which deregulate, which uh, would would uh, cut taxes. But no, instead, we've got a doubling down from this administration to raise taxes and to regulate more. And uh, that it just exacerbates the problem. It exacerbates the problem of inflation. It exacerbates the problem of the supply chain shortages. We're all experiencing that. Every American is. It just seems like the administration and Democrats in general are just tone deaf to what the heck's going on. But like we said, the cabinet is scheduled to get together at the White House today. And it's five alarm fires, I describe it, across the the scope of uh, the executive branch. All these uh, cabinet heads uh, of these agencies, which I think are, are wholly unqualified to serve in those positions, are going to get together. I, I don't even know where they start. With all the problems uh, that they're dealing with. So uh, Mo says, why would they want to control the banking industry? Any business they don't like would not be able to get the capital to operate. Bye-bye to the weapons industry as we know it in the Second Amendment. It, they want to control it because that's right out of the communist playbook, uh, Mo's. Uh, if you think about communism and nationalization of the financial industry, those go hand in hand. Uh, the idea of uh, capitalism and free markets, which, as we just talked about in the last segment with uh, Miss Rainey from the Independent Community Bankers of America, uh, that, that is integral to free mar- a free market economy. So when you put the government in charge of all the capital in the United States, and, and also keep in mind the plan... Uh, that Miss Omarovo, uh, I think I said that right, Omarovo, I think is the right way to say it, excuse me. Uh, she's the nominee for the controller of the currency. Her plan would essentially replace the private banking industry with the federal government serving as your bank. So your banking deposits, your banking transactions, your banking payments, everything they're used to now, just think about it, with your private bank, that goes away. It would be a, a the federal government, the Fed, in fact. She wants to turn into the nation's bank. So all of us would be banking with the federal government. So you think about this call for private banks to send 
records uh, to the IRS, uh, total total inflows and outflows of all those that have uh, amounts over a certain threshold. In this case, the latest proposal was $10,000. Think about the federal government. You don't have to send it to them. They already own it. The Fed, the Fed would be your bank. You want to, you want to borrow money to uh, to buy a house? You got to go to uh, the Fed in that in that situation. You wouldn't deal well, start a business or or asset loans for a business, all the above, consumer loans. You would be dealing with the federal government, not a private bank. I mean, it's so radical, it's so crazy. I can't even wrap my head around all the uh, the the adverse consequences that would occur. Uh, in fact, I believe it was Venezuela that attempted to do that. And, and what ensued, as everybody remembers, is a crashing economy, massive shortages of uh, all products and commodities across that, that nation. Really, it turned it uh, from a fairly prosperous nation into one of uh, just dark and, and, and dankness uh, where where citizens couldn't get the basic necessities to live, to survive. Do you remember the toilet paper shortage? And I'm not talking about the pandemic shortage we had here in the United States. I'm talking about prolonged shortage of things like that. Couldn't get diapers, uh, for example, as well. Food, oil, everything. Just because the federal government of the country of Venezuela, the dictators there just took over, started running everything, and that's what you get when you do that sort of stuff. Uh, the Federal Reserve isn't even government. That's on the ceasefire text line. Yeah, but they would nationalize it into being that. And it's, it, it's quasi-government, honestly, uh, to a great extent. They, they are still uh, driven, uh, by, uh, to a great extent, by the federal government. I hear what you're saying. It's, it's te- technically a separate private corporation, but, um, but those who run it are, are appointed by government. Uh, sounds like you read. Uh, sounds like what you read is in Revelations. That's from Jeff and Grenada. Yeah, it, I mean it. It would be that bad in, in my view. It's. I don't think it's going to go through. Uh, she's not going to get confirmed. Uh, but it's just mind-boggling that the White House would even nominate her and then double down as they did today and praise and laud her qualifications it's pretty clear they are not going to back down and it's uh, and it's, it's scary william and greenville says a thousand years of darkness i uh, agree it's uh very disturbing that we even got to that point the same is true for the nominee for the fcc who wants to uh reinstate net neutrality essentially giving the government more control over uh, the internet, over telecommunications, net neutrality. Uh, I've written a couple of articles on it. is is a really bad deal that uh, w- honestly would make the the price of bandwidth increase in much of what you're all accustomed to. That is free uh, on the internet would would have to uh, be, begin uh, charging for because there's just no way to make it free. Uh, in a net neutrality environment. This is just government thinking that it knows better than the private sector how to operate the Internet. It's government thinking they know better than the private sector, private citizens, private groups, private companies from operating the banking industry. The goal is to is to nationalize it. Um, and, and it's in the case of this controller of the currency nominee, it's, it's to really confer massive control to the government to control all the capital in this country and to have access to all of your 
financial records. That's the goal. And what comes after that? Nothing good, in my view. Civil war is where we're headed for if these Democrats don't cool their butts down. That's on the ceasefire tax line. Sure does seem crazy that they don't seem to get just how confrontational uh, and how controversial some of these ideas and provisions are. I mean, it's just mind-boggling that a nominee for the controller of the currency is a self-avowed communist who wrote a paper, a thesis in college uh, at Moscow State University entitled The People's Ledger, which really is her idea for how to nationalize the banking system in the United States and uh, take out and kill the entire private banking industry uh, she's also the one who wants to kill the fossil fuels industry she says uh, we played the tape the other day she hopes they they go bankrupt as for vaccination mandates what happened to the liberal slogan of pro-choice kevin and monticello well it doesn't fit the narrative here kevin so uh, therefore they they don't uh, really stand behind that trope um and this is something else on the ceasefire text line, line, yet they keep getting elected. I agree. I, I question that as well. Why do we keep sending these same people back? I think, I think most Americans would be surprised to find out just how effective the indoctrination has been in our educational landscape where these Marxist professors, such as this controller of the currency, who's a professor at Cornell, is indoctrinating and spewing this communist crap to her students, and they're getting on board. So we've got to get out in front of our young people and teach them the virtues of free markets and capitalism and freedom and the risk of tyranny and authoritarianism. We've got to do a better job of that. We'll step aside and take a break right here. When we come back, we've got uh, Greg Cronin, president of Gulf Coast Citizens Bank Branch, is going to join us on the program. We're coming at you live from the Oxford Conference Center at the Banking Symposium. Stay with us. Wives, do you have trouble getting your husbands to see a doctor? Tell them the doctor has a boat for sale. At Man Up MD, we understand most men don't have a doctor, but they should. Man Up MD is a men's clinic designed for men by men to handle manly issues. From day-to-day primary care to reclaiming your energy and vigor, Man Up MD can keep you healthy and feeling your best. Check us out at menshealthmississippi.com. That's menshealthms.com. Upgrade your career today at Ag Up Equipment, your hometown John Deere dealer. Our service techs don't just fix tractors. They're passionate about solving problems for our customers. From yard of the month to farm of the year, we keep our customers running so they can harvest their land's potential. Don't just settle for a job. Come to Ag Up and start a career. Great benefits, family atmosphere, and values. Visit our 16 hometown locations or agup.com to view and apply for job opportunities to move up close to you. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. 
In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. The Midday Agri-Market Report. EPA handed down the agency's first fine over illegal decamba applications that took place in the 2020 spraying season. The EPA has levied a fine against Nutrient Ag Solutions for allegedly applying decamba illegally on several Kansas farms in the summer of 2020. The company will be required to pay $668,100 for spraying the camel products, quote, in a manner inconsistent with the approved label, unquote. That, according to the agency's press release on the enforcement action stated, the action was announced by EPA Region 7, which enforces federal environmental regulations in Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and nine tribal nations. This is the first enforcement action the EPA has taken over the combo label violations, which have largely been handled by individual state regulators for the past five years. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. I'm Mike McCormick, president of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. It's harvest time for our farmers all across Mississippi, and that means you might come face-to-face with slow-moving equipment like tractors, combines, and cotton pickers on our rural roads and bridges. So for the safety of you and our farmers, please slow down, be patient, don't text and drive, and give our farmers the space they need. Just like you, Mississippi farmers want to do their job and return safely to their loved ones. Thank you from your friends at the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation stand for? Everything we do is built around attaining a better life for Mississippi farmers and ranchers and all Farm Bureau members. Things like rural broadband and private property rights, funding for roads and bridges, and our Child Saver program. We think these are outstanding causes, and hopefully you do too. Because when Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard coming at you live from the Oxford Conference Center, Oxford, Mississippi, for the Ole Miss Banking and Finance Symposium on this Friday, y'all. Joining us now, Greg Cronin, president of the Gulf Coast Citizens Bank Branch. Greg, thanks for coming on. Glad to be here. Yeah. Good to see you. It's been a great day. So uh, how's it been going so far at the event? Well, it's a great event. Uh, I think this is, uh, I believe they said it's the 18th or you may have the 20th, 20th I think. 20th, yeah. 20th year, Would have been the 21st, I believe, is what the dean said, had we not skipped last year. Right, right. Yeah. And I remember several years ago attending and being here, well, many years ago attending and being here, and uh, and it's just grown. It's a, it's a great way to collaborate, great great opportunity to meet with some other bankers from throughout the state and just kind of catch up. And uh, So it's really a fun day. It's uh 
it's very informative, but it's also fun just to yeah. kind of get together. Well, that's, it, it always seemed to me, going to so many of those events through the years in, in, in my industry, is being around your peers yeah. and, and sharing war stories, as they say. That's that's one of the biggest takeaways and most valuable aspects of getting together like this. Yeah, the, you know, a lot of us have been friends for a long time. We've yeah. watched our kids grow up together. Yeah. Uh, we talk about our kids who are at Ole Miss or at Mississippi State, Southern yeah. Miss visit kind of watch everybody grow together and so it's just a it's a great opportunity just to like i said just to catch up and uh and like so many industries uh this really is i don't know if fraternity is the right word to use yeah. but it's uh it's really somewhat like a fraternity these are friends uh, we rely on each other and you know we're competitors day in and day out but we're also good friends and we work together and especially in our communities there's many, been many times where the banks as a group have come together to do something in the community yeah. for the good of the community. Yeah. And uh, so we can compete on a day-to-day basis, but at the end of the day, we're all all, all pulling in the same yeah. direction. Well, let's talk about your your neck of the woods, the Mississippi Gulf Coast. A uh, fair amount of economic activity going on uh, down there. It's been good for the bank? Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm more excited about what's happening on the Mississippi Gulf Coast today than I have been in a number of years. Uh, I share with a lot of people that, uh, you know, following Katrina, we had a lot of government money that came in. And we had a lot of rent, uh, a lot of new construction, uh, replacement of, of older buildings, things like that, and everything. The private money has started to move in now, and we're seeing really some significant development take place in our communities. Uh, we've had a great week. Uh, two or three things that uh, that have happened. One is the governor was uh, in, in on the coast this week, uh, and I think announced uh, 16 or so projects, uh, mm-hmm. about 60 million dollars worth of uh, of awards that are that are go out across the coast. Uh, Gus, uh, GCRF, the uh, committee for that that was put there, the uh, panel that, or a group that was put together. Yeah. Uh, for uh, on an annual basis to look at projects and recommend to the legislature. We just completed that process this past mon- Monday. Uh, we also recommended somewhere around 18 or 19 projects, uh, wow. a total of about $100 million. Now, we really don't make the recommendation in terms of the dollars. We make a recommendation and say we believe that this project is good you. for the coast. I got you. And so um, we've had that. And then something I'm excited about is uh, uh, just this week also, uh, you may have talked about this, but USA Today came out with the top ten coastal communities, small coastal communities to visit in the United States uh, in a day where we talk about not being on the right list. Two Mississippi towns were on this list. Oh, that's awesome. Bay St. Louis and Ocean Springs. Fantastic. We're excited about that. There's just a lot of good things going on. Does it appear that from an economic and business perspective that we're sort of getting close to the pre-pandemic level of activity? Yeah, in some places we are, probably some places we're not. Yeah. Uh, this week we had a couple of, uh, also had a couple of, uh, of uh, get-togethers, I guess. One, the uh, Gulf Coast Chamber of Commerce hosted the Harrison County State of the County Address. Mm-hmm. It looked like to me, I haven't heard the number, I'd say two or 300 people were, were there. Uh, the tables were full, so uh, people were comfortable getting back out. Uh, and the conversation was about how nice it was to see everybody yeah. visit with some folks. It's sort of like being here. You know, we haven't been together for two, two and a yeah. half years. Yeah. And so it's just kind of good to catch up and say yeah. hello. And, and uh, so, but I do think that we're, we're, we're working back towards those numbers. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I, I think the other thing that's going to be really good, is, as I mentioned, is this private investment that's starting to come, at least on the coast. The private investment's coming into the communities, mi- building a lot of mixed-use uh, uh 
you know, restaurants. Uh, there's just a number of economic. Yeah, good. A lot of projects. Projects yeah. that are going on. Yeah, and we're seeing that uh, in in uh, Central Mississippi, Massa County. I'm I'm uh, honored, privileged to be part of the Massa County Economic Development Authority. But we're seeing it across the state. We're seeing projects come in across the state. So uh, something good is resonating about uh, the quality of life in the state of Mississippi. And the, and the Mississippi Gulf Coast is certainly offers a fantastic quality of life. The cruise in the coast deal. Oh, wow. That we uh, did the show from earlier this year, a couple of months ago. That was incredible. Yeah, it's a great event. Woody Bailey and, and his yeah. team have uh, Sheva Sweatman, who's a banker uh, yep. that everybody probably knows, yeah. uh, have done just a tremendous job. And, you know, they give those numbers out also. And what, what's what's not in those numbers are the number of vehicles that didn't register that are up and down that coast gotcha. and the economic impact that, that all those people coming into the We had a blast. So, we had yeah. a blast. We look forward Great. to being back there next year. Greg, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Glad to be with you. We'll take a break right here. we got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way when we come back. We'll be back with more talk. we got Charles White, Managing Director of Stiefel. Stay with us. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox News. I'm Lillian Wu. Dozens more suits are being filed over last week's Houston concert stampede. Civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump says his team is filing 90 more lawsuits on behalf of victims of the Astroworld incident. He says they represent more than 200 people who say they were hurt when the crowd surged toward the stage during the Travis Scott performance last Friday. People were injured greatly and nobody should ever die from going to a concert. One of those victims Crump is representing is a nine-year-old boy who was critically injured when he was trampled by the crowd. His family says he is in a medically induced coma. Fox's Tanya J. Powers and more signs that employers are still under pressure to fill jobs with the number of workers quitting in September. 4.4 million. That's the highest on record. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Catch Madison Central Jaguar football right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3 each Friday night during the season. Brought to you in part by Jersey Mike's on Highway 51 in Madison. With just a few short weeks left before our lease expires, DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering 50 to 80% savings storewide. Diamond earrings, wedding bands, loose diamonds, it's all marked down 50 to 80%. This is a perfect time to do your Christmas shopping. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry accepts cash, verified check, credit cards, and 12 months interest free is available with approved credit. Save 50 to 80% now before our lease is up at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. 144 Market Street, Flowood, in front of J.C. Penney. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The death toll at Travis Scott's Astro World concert last week in Houston is rising. A 22-year-old college senior passed away, becoming the ninth fatality. Madison Dubisky, a graduate of Ole Miss, was also killed in the uncontrollable crowd surge, and hundreds were injured. 
A criminal investigation is underway and lawsuits are piling up against the rapper and event organizers. Scott insists he didn't know the severity of the situation and has pledged to cover the funeral expenses for those killed. And nearly 2,000 workers at the Toyota plant in Blue Springs are back on the assembly line. Production was recently halted because of supply chain issues. President David Fernandez told WTVA there are still obstacles when it comes to obtaining parts for vehicles. The company did provide employees the opportunity to work with pay on community service projects. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Whitman Community Hospital officially reopens today, becoming the first large medical provider in the area since 2016. That's when Quitman County Rural Critical Access Hospital closed. For years now, residents in the area have had to travel to Memphis for primary medical care. Now they'll have access to an around-the-clock emergency medical department. And the annual inflation rate surged to 6.2% in October, its highest level in 30 years. The rising price of, well, everything has a huge impact. According to the Foundation for Government Accountability, when inflation reaches 5%, prices double every 14 years. At just over 7% inflation, prices double every 10 years. If your income doesn't double as well, you end up falling further behind. As you pay more for items now, the amount you're able to put back for retirement and emergencies dwindles. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis. The University of Mississippi School of Business is hosting its 20th annual Banking and Finance Symposium on November 12th at the Oxford Convention Center. Keynote speakers are Scott Anderson of Stiefel, KBW, Rebecca Romero-Ramey of ICBA, and Jill Castilla of Citizens Bank. A first-ever Women in Banking Breakfast will be held at 8 a.m. The symposium is open to all banking and finance professionals and banking students. Panels will discuss fintech and mergers and acquisitions. To register, go online at our alumni page or email Dr. Ken Syrie to get info. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details. And don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. 
You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard coming at you live from the Oxford Conference Center, Oxford, Mississippi, the Ole Miss Banking and Finance Symposium symposium underway here. Having a good day. We appreciate you so much for joining us. And joining us now, Charles White, Managing Director of Fixed Income Capital Markets at Stiefel Financial Corp. Charles, thanks so much for coming on. Sure, sure. Thank you. Well, the interviews we've had thus far seems like it's been a productive day for the participants. It's always good when you get folks together that are in the same industry and and uh, they start sharing war stories, as I like to say, and and uh, ingesting some of the uh, the commentary uh, from the speakers here. And of course, the affiliation with School of Business and the great work that uh, uh, Dean Kansari does over there, uh, and especially with banking and finance. It's just good. It's good to get back to normal, shall we say, pre-pandemic, when right. you can see people face-to-face. There's no substitute for that. Absolutely. Very much so. We're so, glad to be back here. We missed last year. Yeah, so it's been awesome. All right, so uh, for the benefit of uh, our audience, uh, Charles, explain, uh, if you will, about Stiefel. I know you're a... You're a uh, a wealth manager, an investment banker. you got a lot of different divisions, a lot of stuff going on. You're a big outfit. Tell us what you guys do. Uh, we are. Stiefel is, is really international now, but, yeah. but integrated across the whole investment spectrum. You know, we originate municipal debt uh, all over the country. We do a lot of corporate finance. We do a lot of bank work. We work with a lot of individuals. I think the count number, the count, the number is in the 40,000 range. Wow. But then we also work with a lot of institutional investors, banks, insurance companies, things like that. We've got a very big ESG division now that's uh, headquartered in Toronto, Canada. The hmm. ESG emphasis in Canada is ahead of the United States a yep. little bit right now. Um, so there are a lot of moving parts. Uh, and at any sort of a living, breathing uh, business at any one time, something's happening in the market that we touch that uh, requires a lot of attention and generates controversy and Things like that. So it's a pretty interesting business day to day. It's uh, what about the deal flow uh, and, and just the opportunities for uh, the sorts of uh, uh, products you guys sell. Uh, certainly on the investment banking side, seems like M and A activities up quite a bit. And then you're, you're of course in, in the fixed in- income group. How how is all this helicopter money, as I like to call it, that's coming out of Washington? How is that changing uh, that sort of market? Well, it, it's, it's been incredible is the answer um, <clears throat> because there is so much money searching for a home. When you do two things, when you take interest rates down to near zero, as our friend Jim Grant says, ground-hugging levels, <laughs> um, which I thought is a great characterization. <laughs> it's great. When you, uh, when you get interest rates down to those levels, you know, and inflation is at or above that, it's above it now, obviously, you know, people desire to try to deploy their capital where it's treated better than inflation. Yeah. And so you end up going farther and farther out the risk spectrum, which leads to private equity transactions, which leads to a big part of the stock indices having companies that make zero money, having very large multiples yeah. uh, of sales. 
Uh, it leads to a lot of excesses. It's led to a lot of M&A business. Yeah. It's led to we've done a few, fair amount of these SPAC transactions yeah. where you issue the stock and they acquire a privately held company. So it has totally elevated the level of activity uh, when you have that much money in the economy. It's yeah. also levitated the price of assets, financial assets. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a company like ours benefits from that kind of either way. But the trick is to try to navigate that because there are unintended and most times negative consequences to an injection of this much money into the economy. And the really tricky part here that's going to matter the most is avoiding those negative consequences because they're coming. So when the president says there are, and don't want to get too political on you here, but when the president says there are 17 Nobel Prize winning economists that say that dumping another $4 trillion in the economy out of a helicopter will not be inflationary, what's your reaction to that? (laughs) Well, the first reaction is, okay, why do they say that? And then when you review their reasoning, uh, it it, it defies common sense. It really does. Because if you look at... Uh, the supply and demand sides of the economy, what this would do is it would further restrict the supply Mm -hmm. and further increase the demand. If you pay people not to work, if you pay more people not to work, you'll have more shortages of labor, you'll have more supply chain issues, you'll have less goods available. And on the other side, if you inject more money into the economy by borrowing in the capital markets, it's going to have more, it's going to be looking for more places to be spent. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I don't think the logic holds up that they're using. I'm not a Nobel Prize winner. Uh, don't intend to be. But you look at the logic, and, and you got to make a decision for yourself. Yeah. And I would encourage everybody to do that. Yeah. It, it's just, it just feels like, though, when, you, when you've got to, uh, I guess, kind of ground the policy in that, I get nervous just that you have to, have to even say that. Well, forget what your, your sort of standard conventional wisdom says. Pay attention to these, these Nobel-winning economists that have, probably never made a payroll honestly and and don't have to worry too much about the the, the price of goods at uh, the grocery store like uh, we've said on the program like Americans do and they're talking about that at the kitchen table this is having an effect we saw the inflation numbers this right. week inflation is out outpacing wage growth which means that people are actually upside down so uh, you you can as a politician celebrate and tout the increase of wages but if you don't consider the fact that well everything costs more money and you can't even keep up it's wiping out those gains right Right, correct. And that's what happens at the early part of the inflation cycle, right? Because prices are going to move faster yeah. than wages are, period. I mean, look at the strike at Deere Company, John Deere. Yep. Um, you know, they, they, they offer $10 extra an hour immediately, $5 next year, put together a great plan. The union rejects it. Bonuses, too. Bonuses. 80, I think it was an $8,500 bonus when exactly. they signed the deal. and yeah. The union leadership agrees to it. The rank and the file rejects no. it. Why? Because they're the ones paying the grocery bills. Yeah. And they realize that that's actually negative real rage growth. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So you, you, you kind of wonder, well, Larry Summers, uh, former Secretary of the Treasury under, under President Bill Clinton, and then uh, economic advisor to President Obama, just in the last couple of days, you've probably seen it, he says, you guys are behind the eight ball here you're not doing anything you're not you're not being cognizant of what's going on in the real world you got to do something i've talked about it on the program today he's called a meeting of all his cabinet as the president i'm sort of expecting that to be like a five alarm fire sort of deal because on every front he's got uh, major issues before we came on the air you were talking about the jobs report today Mm -hmm. uh tell us what you see there 
Yeah, that uh, uh, the report we're talking about is something put out by the Department of Labor. So yep. it's a government statistic yep. called the JOLTS Report, Jobs Opening and Labor Turnover Survey. And basically it just measures the amount of jobs in the economy. Mm-hmm. The Federal Reserve is focused on the unemployment rate, right, right in all its various shades. Yep. But how many jobs are open? That number right now is 10.4 million and change. So call it 10.4 million. There are a little over 8 million people unemployed in the United States. So let that sink in for a minute. There's almost 1.4 jobs available for every unemployed worker. So when you think about it, the Fed is looking at the wrong circumstance, the wrong statistic, because they say, well, unemployment is still 4.6%. Yes, yes. But they can control the supply of jobs through easier financial conditions. Yeah. They can't control the demand. Right. If people don't want to work they, or they're getting paid not to work, yeah. guess what? This gap develops. Well, the conundrum they have, as you well know, is if they think about a tightening, they're already announced to some degree of tapering, but it's I, I describe it as like, well, I eat five Big Macs a day, I'm going to cut it down to four. I mean, so and I'm going to call that a diet. That's kind of what the Fed is saying. With we're going to we're going to taper 15 billion on 120 billion a month. Uh, but then the other issue, of course, as you know, is they think about um, uh, raising rates. And, and when you look at that, normally you don't do that in a period when you got 9 million people on the sideline from an unemployment perspective. That's their job is to, is to sort of moderate that. Right. It's a conundrum. It is. It is. That's math I can understand, by the way, <laughs> Big Macs. Um, uh, but, but you're exactly right. Here's another way to look at it, that today, uh, well, actually up until this month, uh, in October of 2021, with all the people back to work that have come back to work, they're still doing the same thing they did in April of 2020. They're, right. quote, unquote, emergency measures. Yep. The emergency is long past. The fire is out, and the people are, are, are trying to rebuild the foundation. You're still spraying them with water. Yeah. And that's, that's the main issue, is that they're now in this position where the too much free money has generated these excesses in this conundrum that you're talking about. Yep. And if you really look at the early, late 70s, early 1980s, everybody says Paul Volcker stopped inflation. Yeah. Well, if you really look at the stats, he really didn't. Ronald Reagan did because Paul Volcker, granted, he, he shrunk the money supply, made less money available, which is the opposite of what the Fed's doing yeah. today. Monetary policy. Exactly. But Ronald Reagan uh, brought in deregulation. Fiscal which, policy. Exactly. It increased the demand, the supply of jobs Absolutely. and the supply of goods. Totally agree with you. And so those two things. Too. we got about 30 seconds left. Quick question. What about uh, Jay Powell? Is he going to stay in that spot? You know, the, the White House really got the markets worrying about that yeah. uh, when they both interviewed Jay Powell and Leo Brainerd. Yeah. The economy and the Fed needs a strong hand. Jay's is going to be stronger than hers. Yeah. You, it's, if he does not get renominated, I think that's going to be a problem for everybody. I, I totally agree. We'll take a break right here on Middays. We're at the, at the Oxford uh, Conference Center for the University of Mississippi Banking and Finance Symposium. Our guest has been Charles White, Managing Director of Fixed Income Capital Markets at Stiefel. Citizens Bank is our sponsor. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a beautiful day. Sunny skies, high near 71. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 40 degrees. Saturday, sunny skies, high only to 56. Saturday evening, clear skies and cold, low around 36. And for your Sunday, sunny skies, high near 65. 
This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richmond. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra, and it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractor that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat & Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat & Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live-burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. I've got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Everyone, middays with Gerard coming at you live from the Oxford Conference Center, the Ole Miss Banking and Finance Symposium, sponsored by the Citizens Bank. What a blast it's been coming up at 1237. Robin Tannehill, the mayor of Oxford, is going to join us. And then we'll close out with Marion Boyd, the president of the Oxford Citizens Bank branch. We've had a fantastic uh, slate of guests on the program today. And Talking about banking, finance, money, uh, we all got to worry about that, like it or not. And uh, it's it's no secret that uh, we here on the show are very concerned about the Biden administration 
uh, the policies that they are promoting and advancing, and but more importantly, they just—they're not doing it on a clear-eyed basis. No, that inflation doesn't exist. It's transitory, and it's just because you guys are spending too much money. And forget about those supply chain shortages. When you go to the stores and you find the shelves are empty, that's a figment of your imagination. Just like they said was uh, CRT. Uh, they said the same thing, right? It's a dog whistle, but yet they got their clocks cleaned a couple of weeks ago in some pivotal elections headlined by uh, turning over the governor, uh, the governor's seat there in the state of Virginia. So, uh, you know, there's a side of me that says keep being oblivious. Just keep ignoring it. Keep disregarding it because the people, the American people, see it. And even those who are traditionally your staunchest supporters are starting to wake up because they feel the pain every time they put gas in their car. They go to the grocery store. They check out online, whatever the case may be. They feel it. They see it. And it concerns them, and you can you can spin it nine ways to Sunday and try to distance yourself from it. But the fact is, people associate the White House, the, the party in charge, with these things that affect their daily lives. And every one of us has got to deal with the price of stuff getting more expensive. Uh, it's still mind-boggling to me, Rhino, that we've got nearly 9 million people on the sidelines not working. And we've got, as uh, you just heard Charles White from Stiefel, uh Capital Market say, uh, he, he had just uh, read the Jolts report. And we've got 11 million job openings. This is insanity. Where, where are, all these, are these people? What in the world are they doing? Robert Reich. That's the way old Rush Limbaugh used to say it. He, of course, was the education secretary under President Clinton and uh, also an advisor to President Obama. And uh, is that right? Was he the education secretary under Clinton or Obama? Right. I'll have to look that up. But anyhow, in one of those periods, nonetheless, he advises And uh, he speaks out quite a bit about his view of what an economy in the United States should look like. And honestly, he's a communist when it comes down to it. And so his his latest his latest statements about uh, workers that are on the sidelines that aren't going back to work, he says it's because of CEO pay. Uh, They're lashing out. They're, they're protesting high CEO pay, and they're just, they've had enough. So they're just not going to work because CEOs make too much money, and they're sending a strong message to those companies and those CEOs that, and I guess, what do they want? Well, if you'll cut your pay, we'll come back to work? Is that what they're saying? That makes no sense to me. Here's, here's a, a kind of a, an analogy I would make to that. Uh, what about professional athletes? I don't begrudge them the money they make. The market speaks. They earn it, as far as I'm concerned. They earn it because the market says they earn it. But what about the referees, for example, versus the the athletes on the field, all of whom make millions of dollars and referees don't make squat? Athletes usually are revered and loved by, by fans. Nobody likes referees at the end of the day, yet they're paid a whole lot less, not even remotely close. Well, when are they, why don't they squawk? Why don't people call attention to that 
inequity and that inequality and demand, you know, higher pay. Or the people who work in the concession stand or take up the tickets or or prepare the field for play. You can just go down the, the list of all that. And these, this is the market. This is the market at work. And the more government inserts itself in the middle of all that, uh, the worse are the outcomes for the very people that they purport to advocate for and protect and uh, and try to uh, improve the lives of. So that's just nonsense to think about it at the end of the day. Uh, Robert Wright is just a dead gum card-carrying communist. I- I'm going to find it one day and play it here on the show, folks. He, he uh, did a, a presentation, a speech. It was either USC or UCLA. And it was about how to control the cost of health care. And it's no secret that most of us consume... Uh, much higher costs or most of the of the health care expenses that we consume in our lives are done so in the in the waning um, years or even months sometimes weeks of our life way more than the the others leading up to that and so robert reich's idea is if you wanted to control costs of health care is once you get to a certain age or you get inflicted with a certain sickness you just have to die I mean, he actually said that in a video uh, that as, they, as a solution. And, of course, that is insane. That is nuts. That's really not uh, a practical, plausible solution. But that just gives you an idea of how that guy thinks. So, yeah, he says the reason folks are on the sidelines is because CEOs make too much money. And the reason that we're having inflation is because companies like he calls out Procter & Gamble, they don't have enough. They don't have enough competition. Therefore, they can just charge whatever they want, and they're just going to pass on all these costs and not absorb any of them because we don't have a competitive environment that would pressure them to uh, to keep costs at a, at a lower level and absorb more of those increased costs. He's, he's totally, his thesis is totally wrong there. If that were the case, then why did they wait till now to do that? If it were that easy and they could just go out and, and raise prices, and produce more profit as a result of that, why now? Why didn't they do that pre-pandemic? So his his thesis really doesn't add up. Um, He he basically just calls them out as as just a for-profit, greedy corporation. Of course, in his view, no corporation should make any profit whatsoever. That would make him happy uh, as, as a communist. That's what he's calling for. And look no further than the nominee, as we've talked about this morning, for controller of the currency that would work in the in the Department of Treasury, this Sali Omarova. And this is nuts that this is even comes up in this country where we have a, a self-avowed communist. Do you think uh, Mr. Trump gets involved in midterms? It will hurt our chance to win back the House of Congress. This is Johnny and Tupelo. I, you know, one of the issues there is that he would almost have to do it in person, physically, because he's to a great extent, been been uh, dumped off of social media. It's been deplatformed, as they say. Uh, I think he would only get involved if he's if he's asked. It's a little different situation in that he's not the president, and so he can't sort of insert himself without asking much the way a president can. One thing I think to keep in mind is that looking at uh, Glenn Youngkin who won the governor's race in Virginia a couple of weeks ago, pretty much did it without the aid of President Trump. And, in fact, the uh, his, his opponent, uh, Terry McAuliffe, 
constant reference to Trump, 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 and all those who descended it into Virginia, including Biden and Harris and Obama and everybody else. That's all they talked about as well, trying to portray uh, Yunkin as essentially a, a Trump acolyte and suggesting that should he be elected governor, it would essentially be like having Donald Trump as uh, the as the governor, uh, as he was as the president, which uh, in a lot of folks' minds wouldn't be all that bad right now. If you if you certainly if you look at their economic situation, which is all significantly worsened since this guy's been the president in the, the last ten months, I don't see how anybody could point to their personal economic situation and say that it's improved. I could be proven wrong, but uh, I sure would like to know if that is the case for anybody. You got Senate Democrats now. We talked about this the other day. Eleven of them have signed off on a letter, including Elizabeth Warren and Sherrod Brown, which are uh, far left uh, zealots in the United States Senate, sending uh, Senate sending a letter to the president asking for some relief uh, with respect to the price of oil and to take some action that way, calling for a, a release of of petroleum reserves from the strategic petroleum reserve a release of oil i should say as as one idea and and uh just looking for other tools that might uh, soothe the price of gas which i think is up now to 342 is the average nationally you wonder is it going to go up before it goes down it's it looks like it's pulled back a little bit of late but it's still way too high, and it's unnecessary. It's just reckless policy that's, that's caused it. We're going to step aside right here. We're, we're at the Oxford Conference Center for the Ole Miss Banking Symposium. When we return, we've got the mayor of Oxford, the Honorable Robin Tannehill. Stay with us. We'll be right back. With a single handshake, John Ravenstein buys millions in diamonds. And that's the buying power it takes to be Mississippi's direct diamond importer. You see, we sell so many diamonds, the finest diamond cutters from around the world come to us. He's got the million-dollar handshake. I'm John. And I'm Rachel Ravenstein. That's why here at Juniker Jewelry, you'll shop from ten times the loose diamonds you'll find in average jewelry stores. Because finding just the right diamond at the right price the perfect diamond for her is what Juniker Jewelry is all about. Best of all, we guarantee the lowest price in the state. We even have 12 months interest-free financing for qualified buyers. So when you're ready, we're ready at Mississippi's Direct Diamond Importer. And I want to shake your hand. And make her the happiest girl in the world. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. For almost two decades, Southern Ag Services has consistently delivered step-change agronomy to farms across the Mid-South. Soybean production in the South experienced exponential yield gains improved by the attention to detail farmers are used to experiencing when using Southern Ag Services. Our professional consultants, research and development staff, innovation group, and ecosystem services platform has the potential to power your profits with dirt road credibility and solid science. Find us in your community or look for us online at www.southernagllc.com. 
Madison Cellars, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Cellars Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippians. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Incella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The death toll at Travis Scott's Astro World concert last week in Houston is rising. A 22-year-old college senior passed away, becoming the ninth fatality. Madison Dubisky, a graduate of Ole Miss, was also killed in the uncontrollable crowd surge, and hundreds were injured. A criminal investigation is underway, and lawsuits are piling up against the rapper and event organizers. Scott insists he didn't know the severity of the situation and has pledged to cover the funeral expenses for those killed. And nearly 2,000 workers at the Toyota plant in Blue Springs are back on the assembly line. Production was recently halted because of supply chain issues. President David Fernandez told WTVA there are still obstacles when it comes to obtaining parts for vehicles. The company did provide employees the opportunity to work with pay on community service projects. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. 
keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Supertalk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Supertalk Mississippi. His job was hanging hot wires on them high-line power poles. Every morning, bright and early, he climbed way up in Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard coming at you live from the Oxford Conference Center, the Ole Miss Banking and Finance Symposium, sponsored by the Citizens Bank. Joining us now is Robin Tannehill, the mayor of the city of Oxford. Robin, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Always always good to be with you. Big weekend here, Mayor. Big weekend. Wonderful weekend. We have planned the best weather, and uh, people are pouring into town already, and we have flipped the Christmas lights on, and we are ready to welcome you. That's awesome. And I, I noticed already coming in last night and driving a bit this morning, there's a lot of traffic out there already. There is. Yeah. There is. Everybody be careful. Drive yeah. careful. Don't text and drive. We've already had a few fender benders today. Yeah. Well, the police department does a fantastic job here. You're, you're really blessed do. with a great OPD. We are. Thank you. And this weekend will be a challenge. Yeah. Uh, just a whole lot of people in this town of typically 28,000. Uh, we have 50 or 60,000 on a regular Tuesday with students and workforce. But this weekend we'll probably have a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. So. Well, the combination of the weather, you got ESPN game day That's coming right. in, and uh, I suspect we'll have lots of uh, fans making their way over from Texas, Texas A&M folks. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. We'll be welcoming Ross Fjord back. And, yeah, that's right. And always a friendly welcome, and we hope that he goes home with a loss. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for coming. That's right. That's right. We love you, but we want you to lose. Exactly. So uh, the city, the county have done uh, fared pretty well. Uh, lately, uh, certainly under your leadership, uh, that it's you know I, I keep thinking back, and I know it's probably an unfair comparison because I'm an old guy, but what it was like when I was here, and so this was nothing where we are right now, which is pasture land. That's right. Uh, you've witnessed lots of of growth. What is it, uh, Mayor, that attracts people to set up shop here to make their home here? Well, I think that, um, you know, most college towns are really cool places. Yeah. They have a certain atmosphere, um, a certain quality of life that's provided, just especially with an SEC school, uh, SEC sporting events and things going on at the Gertrude Ford Center and yep. those kinds of things. But, um, you know, Oxford's a really special place. We, we've we been able to maintain that downtown thriving business district that seems to have left a lot of smaller towns. Um, we have really been deliberate about proactive actively planning, trying to protect the parts of Oxford that we treasure while encouraging that growth. And, you know, people say all the time, okay, you made it on this list and that list. What's the secret sauce? What is it? And, you know, there are a lot of places that have thriving downtown business districts and tree-lined streets and beautiful architecture, but it's the people. 
It, mm-hmm. it is the fact that you can still walk around that square today, and about every other person that you see is going to speak to you and ask you how you're doing. Yeah. When you walk into a shop, you're going to be greeted. You're going to be welcomed. And, you know, it makes people want to be here. Yeah. And and I think, you know, as far as people that are, that's visitors, but people who are relocating here, we've got the best school district in the state. Yeah. And in a lot of places close by, they are feeling the need to put their kids in, in private school. So they feel like they've gotten a raise when they move to Oxford well, and, and are able to attend public school. Good point. So this conference center is quite the asset uh, for the town and for the community and, and then hosting this event and uh, was able to attend a dinner last night and was uh, surprised uh, at the number of people that uh, have never been to Oxford. And, of course, they're blown away when they come in. Well, they, we they, hope so. Yeah. We, we try to make good on what we're selling. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but it's it's uh, got to be an honor to to host the event right oh, here at the is. Oscar Conference. It absolutely is. We are honored to have all these folks in town. And um, I spoke to one of the people that's participating last night after that dinner, mm-hmm. and and he was saying the same thing mm-hmm. that it was cool to sit at a table with several people that this was their first time to be in Oxford, and it's cool to hear their thoughts. You know, with fresh eyes. Sometimes yeah. I'll say I've got my mayor goggles on. I'll I'll walk outside, and people say, "Oh, the flowers look great," and I'm like, "Oh, those cigarette butts." You know, so it's always nice to hear a fresh perspective from somebody that's not been here before. Yeah, I mean, but that's just a function of caring it and, and caring and wanting everything to be perfect. I, I used to say in the business, our goal is perfection. If we miss, we're merely excellent. And, <laughs> I like and, that. Yeah, and that's, that's good. Uh, same thing here. Have to same, that. Yeah, absolutely, same applies here. So the Citizens Bank, our, our sponsor, they're a, a good corporate a community citizen in the, uh, the city of Oxford as well. Absolutely, they are. You know, our banking community, just, um, it, it's amazing how many banks that we have here and, and how generous they are yeah. with our community. And we're excited about Citizen Bank's new location, and here they're having a grand opening soon and, and looking forward to that, and that's real close to this conference center. Yeah. So in probably the area of town that is developing the most quickly right now, this Oxford for Commons development um, is really taken off and with residential and commercial. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and when anytime you see the university uh, combining with the private sector at an event like this, that's really critical for the school, for the town, for our state. It's just a good thing. It's a good thing. And, and we are very blessed to live in a community where our university and city and county all pull together to, you know, we succeed together and we're challenged together. And yeah. we know that. You know, a lot of college communities that you see, there's the campus and then there's the community. Yeah. And ours, you know, Ole Miss is just the center of the donut. Yeah. And so um, it is it is a great partnership. And, and we appreciate that the university is very supportive of things going on in the community. And uh, we, are, we are moving forward together. Yeah. Enrollment's up. Uh, this year, got, got the note from the chancellor on that, yeah. so that's, that's a good thing. Applications are way up. I think yeah. 32% is what I heard the other day. Wow. That's a lot. So yeah. we're excited, but of course we've been down for a few yeah. years, yeah. so it's going to take a minute to that's make right. up, to you back. know, just to get back, because you look at one one year being down, that's you're down for four years. Yeah, So that's right. it's, um, you know, we are thrilled to, to hear it's going back up, and I know that the folks that own these uh, purpose-built student housing developments are excited to hear that yeah. it's going back up and yeah got the new stem center under construction on the right. campus and 
trying to get the new School of Accountancy uh, off the ground as well. But the dean, uh, Dean Ken Sire for the School of uh, Business Administration, does a fantastic job over there. And that's one of the draws of students into the it into, absolutely uh, Ole Miss. Is. It is. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great and and lots of uh, fantastic graduates that are still out and about. That's in right. our state, in That's your exactly community, right? I got to have um, got to have coffee with a group of first generation graduate school students. Okay, um, day before yesterday, yeah, and just to see students who have not, you know, their parents have never been to college. They didn't grow up thinking yeah. that they would go to college, and now they're in graduate school and That's PhD awesome. programs. And you know, we've just got some amazing students on campus, and it's. It's also great to, to see how the students get back to the community. And we got to keep uh, moving in the right direction to keep them here, That's as many right. of them Absolutely. as we can as well. Speaking of that, what's on the horizon uh, for the city? Well, you got lots of money coming down. Well, so. thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yes, we do. And what we are, we do? well, we can spend it all tomorrow. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we obviously, when our biggest challenges are the result of tremendous growth, we can't complain. Yeah. But um, we have a lot of growing pains. Yeah. And so uh, it, it appears that the the relief fund money is going to be pretty specifically designated for sewer and water projects. Yep. We annexed an additional 10 square miles two years okay. ago. Okay. So we have plenty of water and sewer projects that are on our to-do list. Okay. That we are thrilled to be able to get some help in implementing those infrastructure upgrades. We have several roads that are under construction. Well, I shouldn't say under construction. They are in the planning stages right now, about to start moving dirt on a few. And the probably the most important for us is University Avenue. Avenue and Highway 7. The yep. state legislature was generous enough to give us $5 million for that project, and the city and county are both stepping up with MDOT to make that project a reality, hopefully in the next 18 to 24 months. Okay. And then we got lots of money coming uh, our way, already some has, with respect to uh, rural broadband to, right. to help light up the rural areas of Lafayette County. I mean, that plays a role in the growth of the city as well. It absolutely does. And, you know, we've had so many people that have relocated here during COVID. They they thought they were just coming for COVID to yeah. get out of D.C., to get yeah. out of larger cities. And, and then they realized, well, I mean, I can work from home and yep. I'd rather work from this home than yeah. be in the rat race. And so the broadband issues are going to be critical in us being able to continue to attract people that can drive 45 minutes to Memphis to fly wherever they need to be, but uh, want to raise a family in a community like Oxford. So yeah. we are excited. Northeast Spark um, has really been pushing hard out in our rural areas, as have uh, several others. So. Mm, good. That's good to hear. So um, what about uh, your legislative priorities? Hard to believe, but the legislature is going to be back about in session. You got a minute or so here. Yeah, what? crank it back up. Well, you and uh, we absolutely we <laughs> always are, um, and and road projects yeah. are really our greatest challenge. Okay. so that's that's what we'll keep um, keep trying to press forward on. We did get two hundred fifty thousand dollars in an appropriations last session to do a park next door to City Hall, yeah. and hopefully in December we will start chopping that concrete up and lay in the ground so that by the end of next summer we'll, we'll have used that, those legislative funds well and have a green space downtown. Yeah. What about uh, your, your peers, mayors of some of the other cities similar to the size of Oxford? I, I know you, you guys work a lot together and talk we a do. lot. Yeah. We do. You know, it is it is great to have people in other communities that are dealing with the same things, yeah. and we do. We uh, we try not to reinvent the wheel. We we cast our net out and, and kind of see what's working other places, and you know, what's good for one of us is good for all of us. 
Mississippi. Mm, so absolutely. We're working together. Mayor, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank Been a you. pleasure. Thank you. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. We'll take a break right here. We'll come right back. We're at the Oxford Conference Centers for the Banking Symposium sponsored by the Citizens Bank. And when we return, Marion Boyd, the president of the Oxford Citizens Bank branch. Stay with us. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. We are located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Save the date. Calloway's Christmas Open Houses will be the first two Sundays in November with refreshments and door prizes every half hour. Come see Calloway's beautifully decorated Christmas store with large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Our landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Give Calloway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Don't forget Calloway's Christmas Open Houses the first two Sundays in November. You will not be disappointed. Bring your family and enjoy the afternoon. Callaway's Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet with the My Trustmark app. Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream two-story tutor. And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh, toast? Nice. 
Trustmark. People you trust, advice that works. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard coming at you live from the Oxford Conference Center for the Ole Miss Banking and Finance Symposium. Been a great day up here. Lots of great guests. Lots of talk about uh, the banking and finance industry. And to that point, joining us now, Marion Boyd, president of the Oxford Citizens Bank Branch Citizens, of course, sponsoring the event. Marion, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Gerard. Glad to be here. So in talking to the mayor, Robin Tannehill of Oxford, uh, lots of economic development projects in the works here. She rightfully so is quite proud of, but uh, your bank's involved in some of that as well. Oh, we're happily, happily uh, involved with two major developers here in town. Uh, one is out here in the Oxford Commons area. It's a, a big office building, three-phase development also. And then another one is down on South Lamar, which is a independent senior living center that's owned locally by by, by one of our customers, but it's a huge development and uh, getting a lot of attention, though. But we're real happy to be part of that. Well, good. So it's um, you feel like it's a good time to be in the in the banking industry, certainly around here in Oxford? looks like a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity in Oxford, a lot of real estate transactions going on all the time, Oxford real estate. Uh, doesn't stay on the market very long. It sells pretty quickly, and and uh, the prices are holding up. In fact, the prices of property here are increasing, where in other areas uh, it's just staying pretty flat. But yeah. it's a, it's a good time to be in a real estate business in Oxford. Yeah. How, how much does uh, the combination of the university, as the mayor talked about, which is essentially is uh, really no distinction almost between where the university starts and ends and the town starts and ends. They're, they're tightly integrated, uh, which I think is a little unusual for for um, that kind of setting, but that's that's critical to the economic growth here as well. Well, that's the unique part about Oxford and, and Ole Miss is uh, you're so close to the university, you feel like you're already part of it when you're in other parts of Oxford. That's right, yeah. You just feel part of it. You, uh, in fact, some of the easiest ways to get around Oxford is to cut through the university, right. so you, you have to learn the ways to get around this town when it gets pretty busy like it is this weekend. Yeah. You know, it, there, there's no secret. Uh, we were just talking to Charles White with Stiefel, the, uh, talking about the, today's labor and unemployment report. How are you guys doing with respect to staffing? How are you holding up there? 
Uh, our staffing, uh, thankfully, is uh, we're not a real huge employer. I yeah. think we've got maybe about 300, 325 employees statewide. We have very dedicated, loyal employees of the bank. Uh, uh, we've we've uh, we had our issues back during the height of the COVID. Yeah, like everybody else, people staying home and things. But everybody so far has been pretty healthy. Uh, uh, it's a little bit different in other industries, but I think in the banking industry, everybody's pretty much back. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. So do you have a lot of job openings right now that you're seeking to fill, that you're having some trouble with just because of the job market and the nature of it, which is just seems upside down? Well, certainly right in Oxford, you don't have any trouble getting anybody to want to move here. That, yeah. That's the easiest part about a good being draw. in Oxford. Yeah. Uh, and other areas of the state, uh, the the smaller communities, again, you got loyalty of yeah. the people who are working there. So the turnover is not very, very much at yeah. all. Uh, we're on the coast, as Greg Cronin talked about. You talked to Greg earlier. Yeah. Uh, booming economy down there. Greg does a great job. Uh, uh, but here, we've had an opportunity to come here, create some jobs. Uh, we've got, uh, we, we just filled two positions that became vacant. Uh, we've got great people. We've got a lot of tenure, a lot of, lot of experience in our bank. Mm-hmm. And so we're real thrilled about that uh, in, in this market. This event is really, it's pretty special. It's pretty neat when you think about your industry and, and uh, folks from all over coming in here to learn and share experiences with others. Uh, it's it, that that is special, and and we are grateful for your sponsorship. Uh, the reason for that, in particular, you guys just feel like it's something well, good for you to do. Well, we're part of the market now, part of the community, and we want to give back. And yeah. we are a generous bank in terms of supporting our local communities. We also support uh, Lafayette County Schools and also Oxford. City high school at the high school especially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with some scholarship programs that we've got, but yes, uh, this is a wonderful event to have. Uh, I've been in banking now almost forty four years. It's great to see old friends. A lot of them aren't in banking anymore; they're retired. Uh, then the new ones coming up, they just need to realize what a wonderful this event is and what a wonderful uh, opportunity to be in banking. They're going to make friends that will last for a lifetime, make connections. And a lot of a lot of the younger people would understand you network. Network creates additional jobs for you down the road. You're absolutely right. Yeah, well, appreciate that. Appreciate your sponsorship and uh, for your involvement in the community. I know you guys got a good shop well, there. At thank Citizens you so Bank. much. We're so happy to be part of this and to work with you guys at Super Talk. Appreciate that. Marion Boyd, president of the Oxford Citizens Bank branch. Well, we're out of time here today on Middays. We appreciate you so much for joining us. We've been broadcasting live the Ole Miss Banking Symposium here at the Oxford Conference Center. On Monday, I'll be taking off playing in a charity golf tournament. Mandy Gunnisakara will fill in. I'll be back with you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe and God bless. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.